Hi, from Brooklyn, New York. It's the seventh annual Blank Check Awards. Here at Blank Check headquarters, fans have gathered since dawn for a glimpse of their favorite podcasters. Here's Griffin Newman quickly chowing down on a sandwich off mic before sitting down to record. And there's doggy daddy David Sims struggling to find a parking space. Host of This Had Oscar Buzz, Joe Reed, arrives flanked by an entourage of questionable Nicole Kidman performances. Is it Ben Hosley over there riding a dang horse down the red carpet? Join us as we honor our favorite films of 2021. It's the Blankies. For more than five years, the world has been fascinated by the Blankish. They are more than just an entertainment. They are the force that binds us together, the common link that touches the humanity of all of us. And that is why we love to listen to the Blankish. And so tonight, our podcast invites the world to celebrate the magic of listening to the Blankish. Enjoy. Sorry, I know you don't like me clapping on my wonderful. <laughs> should I have gone full accent on that? I couldn't decide if it was funnier. Because if I did full accent, it would have given it away. Yeah, right I was gonna say you, you lose that element of surprise. That was my strategic decision. Yeah. 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 Now Connery, of course, gave it away when he walked out on stage. Yeah. We were like, that's Sean Connery. That's, he did, in fact, give away that he right. was Sean he Connery. He should have been shrouded in darkness. By being Sean Connery. <laughs> right. right. And he should have done an American accent until yeah. he said yes. the movies. And then suddenly yeah. the lights switch. I think he's very good at. I, I can American think, accent. Yes. Yeah. Oh. He should have done his Untouchables accent up until. Right. Yeah. I'm a man from Chicago. The, the only movie I can think of where I actually feel like he put an effort into changing his voice is Marnie, a movie that is good, sure. Marnie, but his right. accent sticks out. Right. Yeah, like that movie's like, Marnie, listen to me. I'm an American man. Like the, it will pop in like that. Is is the movie sh- uh, the same year that he presents supporting actress to Catherine Zeta Jones? No, that's a different year. That was a different year. The Oscar Where he had goes the big to cravat, cash the, and he kept because he because it's obviously Catherine Zeta Jones and Queen Latifah. So yeah. he says Chicago twice, yes. which is great. And I also and he thought, also says yeah, it, the he, hours. He did the movie the year after that. The year yeah. after that, yeah. his the movie is the opening to the Return of the King. To the Return Oscars, of the King, right. the three yeah. awards. So, um, and the King, of course, as we've talked about in a recent episode, was Billy. Why yes. did he? Yes, but why? Wait, why did he present supporting actress to Catherine Zeta Jones? Where was Jim, Broadbent? Jim Broadbent. You take, where you, you where take, was Broadbent? You take your chances with these when you give Oscars to sort of older British actors, right. like yeah, Dollars to like, Donuts. They're in the West End doing right. something, and this is why Judy Dench. Is he's like, look, there. Richard Eyre called. Right? They yeah, exactly. They're not exactly. these the fame whores who are going to drop everything just to present an award to Catherine Zeta Jones. I am demanding. Jones was pregnant when she won. Very that pregnant. Right? Very yes, pregnant. I remember that. Yeah. And when she took the stage, she said, "Of course, uh, my Scotsman." She said, "The Welsh, the Welsh girl getting her Oscar from this because they had done entrapment together." Of course. And when he hand, announces the award, he says, 
Catherine. And he Catherine. doesn't even like which Yes, I remember that. My coworker at the time, I remember we went I went into work the next morning and he was like, They had sex. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. just like that's how you know that they had sex when they made entrapment is because he like went the way he said Catherine. And I was like, You're probably not. You know wrong. the other way I know they had sex when they made entrapment? Uh watching Watching entrapment. entrapment? Yeah. Yes. David? Yes. Um, you were gonna say? I just remember I think there was some complaint about him saying Catherine because Kathy Bates was also sure. nominated. Oh yeah. sure. And I think Kathy Bates confirmed, like, I did have like a, a momentary of, like right. Wait, right. does he mean me? Like, right. My see, my right. thing was so that was when they, they had the five boxes and then the camera would zoom into the Classic. one right. Classic, yes. yes. And his accent, I don't people know this. Sean Connor's accent was very strong. And what he only said about? Catherine. I hate yes. taxes. Right. He said it in his way. Yes. Where the entire, whatever party I was at with my parents watching the Oscars that year, when he said, and the Oscar goes to Catherine. Right before that, someone had said, how great would it be if Queen Latifah won? And then Queen he went. Queen Latifah. Then he went. Catherine. And we went, what? And the camera started zooming in. <laughs> and it and Latifah was like, right yeah, next. You've, I think you've mentioned this. I've definitely right. mentioned this before. Yeah, because yeah, this is the six annual blankies. This is the this seventh is the seven. annual blankies, my friend. Okay. That's why I said more than five years. Right, because right, Connor you. said more than 100. And yeah. I was like, pick a round number. Yeah. Um, um, this but, is the seventh. I always forget it's the seventh because, right. Yeah, no. Our yeah. first blankies was for the 25th. Film year, right? And this is the 2021 film year, so that sounds like six, but it's actually seven. This is our seventh ceremony, and then we sort of did the Governor Awards on Patreon last year for best of the decade, decade. right? Right. Um, But but this is Blank Check the Griffin David, a podcast about filmographies, directors of massive success, early on in their career, given a series of blank checks, my career, baby. But once a year, we get to pick the Oscars. We dress up like Siskel and Ebert and we stand on stage at, at like Walt Disney World. I feel like they always used to do that at Walt Disney World. Very possible. Mm. Disney uh, synergy. Sure. Yes. Uh, and uh, we tell people uh, how smart and uh, cool and great our brains are by picking who we would give uh, awards to. And as always, we bring in our dear friend and Oscar expert, host of This Had Oscar Buzz, which, I mean... I feel like so often now with the when we do this record on yeah. the timeline of any given year sure. becomes a sort of final attempt to give credit to someone who maybe missed out on an Oscar. It's true. Or nomination that they deserve. That's yeah. not our sole goal. But as I was solidifying, my, sure. finalizing my list, oh, yeah. there was a little bit of like, I'm yeah. going to put this person who otherwise didn't get the tip. Yep. The tip of the cap. Yep. Joe Reed. Happy to be here. Reading Ranjo. I was very happy that you brought out the Reading Ranjo. I was like, is Griffin going to remember? Got to do it. Uh, yeah, happy to be here. I uh, sort of soldiered my way through a brain hemorrhage on the train here as I was screaming Shania Twain uh, into, <laughs> into the ether. One of the oddest moments I've experienced on this podcast was where I was like, this is kind of, I think I start going like, that don't impress me much. Or like, <laughs> right? Like, I actually this, start like, this is the thing. Song. This is the thing. Okay. So for people who aren't on the Patreon, what better incentive to get Truly. them to plunk down $5 to say, yep. in Worth our commentary it. for Worth the it. first Matrix movie, we spent seven minutes trying to remember Shania Twain's name. David give, is trying give to give us clues. All the clues. This Mr. A- Policeman, you got all the clues. That's the thing. You told us everything and the game just became, <laughs> Ben and I both know exactly who we're talking about. We know what she looks like. We know the lyrics right. to her songs. Yes. We picture the music yes. videos. Right. What was her name? And I feel like there are times where people are yelling at me through their podcatchers <laughs> because I'm failing to get a fucking box office game. We're forgetting the yep. title of something. But it's more abstract. This was like, this was that fucking Wheel of Fortune clip of right. Feather yes. in a Cap. Feather yes. in my life. <laughs> 
lap. Feather in my map? Feather, Feather on my, my cap? Pap? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We <laughs> had everything we needed. Yep. Yeah, well, on uh, our podcast, we do uh, IMDb game. We try to guess the known force from the IMDb. And so we constantly get listeners being like, I was screaming, you didn't get this one. And I was like, I know, I know. But part of the IMDb game, for people who don't listen to this, has an Oscar buzz. And to those people, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing with your time? Uh, the, the, The game is, what are the top four projects that are listed as best known for on IMDb, on anyone's IMDb page? That you're dealing with a, a wacky algorithm. Like sometimes you're forgetting big things, Absolutely but it's also like big in a weird way. We just did Diane Keaton's. You would not believe the Woody Allen movie besides Annie Hall huh. that was on her known for. Manhattan Murder Mystery? No. I can't even remember the title of it. Now. Oh, interesting. It was like from 75. It was okay. um, her IMDb, her yes. top four. Yes. I can take a look. Yeah, take a look. Uh, Love and Death. Yeah. The one. Weird. Good movie. That's the one. Weird Good movie. But like of all Weird. the Diane Keaton movies yes. to show yes. up on the IMDb game. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very odd. But this, look, things make sense here on the blankies. Always. You're Unfailing. dealing with these big, unruly voting bodies. Group the in, thing. The influence of, uh, of big studios Ugh. pushing their product. We can't a, be campaigned. We are immune. We cannot. By we the way, uh, thank you to Warner Brothers Home Entertainment for sending me a <laughs> swag box from the Matrix Resurrections. I appreciate all the limited edition items they gave me. Uh, but we can't be bought can't be here. Bought. Nope. Uh, also, the Shawshank Redemption box, but that wasn't in competition this year, obviously. But uh, what is sterling new 4K like restoration. Tim for best actor. Wait, what, what do you have written down here? Jesus. Bob Gunn supporting. <laughs> that is a good performance. <laughs> yeah. Who's better in Shawshank, Robbins or Freeman? Freeman. It's still Freeman, but like Robbins it's is still Freeman. But it's, it's, it's certainly Robbins a should good have been nominated. I, I think right. it is. I it, it's probably Robin's best performance, right? Well, I'm well, a big fan Mystic of like Bull Durham. Or I'm too. I like like no, kinda, I'm too. Yeah, that, I mean, my math is like: is it Bull Durham? Is it Shawshank? Or do you really zag and go like it's High Fidelity? You know, he's really good in. He's very funny in High Fidelity. Yeah. Actually, get your patchouli stink yeah. out of my store. I realize he doesn't even say that line, but yeah. when Carrie, uh, wait, sorry, when Cusack says patchouli stink, I've yeah. never forgotten that. Just, oh, and it was in the. Uh, either the trailer or the TV spots, definitely, because yes. I remember that. That sequence of them just fantasizing the, 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 about. The fantasies yeah. is yeah. so yeah. good. Um, yeah. I really like his performance in um, Jacob's Ladder, which is a goofy oh, movie, sure. but yeah. he's so locked in that. Yeah. And I love the player. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, good. when you talk about like... Yeah, the player's great. I just think, I, I think Shawshank, yeah. better performance, although I maybe like... It's a good performance. Better it's good. Better I haven't seen yet. the Shawshank Redemption in a long time. I mean, here's the thing for me. Shawshank Redemption, last 30 to 45 minutes, 10 best movies of all time. Yeah. Like, I, the IMDb status, I totally agree with for the last 40 minutes. I like the entire movie. Yeah. The last 40 minutes are transcendent. Shawshank is one of those movies that benefited in the popular yes. culture from being the IMDb number one movie right. and really suffered among, right. People like, got really nerds. Mad People got really, like, About it being cheesy, yes. yeah. which it is. And, like, sure. also the fact that Darabont never made another like great movie until right. like you can argue for the mist but like right. but yeah. the green mile and the majestic right. both stink like yeah. but green mile was such a big hit it was, it was so I well mean, regarded yes. at the yeah. time yeah, yeah. it's but, it, but definitely there was he did yeah. not have the sort of like 
Francis Ford Coppola-esque no. career no, but yeah. that People had been thought, promised right. or whatever. Um, I just want to acknowledge... Uh, Have introduce our guest? I know you said the I podcast. said reading Rain Joe. I, oh, okay, okay, I said okay. Joe Reed, I'm sorry. Of I, I, I was um, just... No, 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 no. I got, I got the basic place setting out of the way, but I do want to say uh, for people who are enjoying this sort of side tangent into best Tim Robbins performances, talking about previous Oscar ceremonies, uh, things that have been annoying that we forgot on episode records in the past, um, we have dropped four or five categories from this year's ceremony yes. in order to allow more time for these types of moments, which we find tend to go viral, right? We want these sort of must-listen oh. moments oh. for our blankies. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We want to cut out the moments where the people are walking up to the stage because clearly that's been the problem. Boring. Right? Listen to my watch. I'm right. turning over the channel. Yeah. Walking? Get out of here. Take your time, production design winner. Yesterday, as we're recording this, they released yeah. the whatever top eight contenders for mm-hmm. the the popular Twitter voted Oscar, and so many avenues of just embarrassing Minamata the Academy. The, the 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 depth thing is just depressed. The depth yeah, that's like depressing. straight up depressing. That like, there are people out there power voting for Johnny Depp. I also right. just don't just like believe any of those people exist. have seen right. that movie. Exactly. That's, that's the bigger what, thing. Because like no. the it's Snyder like Army, right. the Cinderella I, Army. I'm I like think whatever. They, I think they genuinely like those movies. Well, I don't think the Depp Army has rented Minimop. Well, and also, like, when you're dealing we with, really like... really shouldn't talk too much about pop no, we're not. stands. That's all like, we're going to say. Pop stands should not be under it. Like, Camila Cabello yeah. and whatever, like, that's a whole other thing. But, like, the fact that the power of the dog is then the top eight, like, if the power of the dog wins, and after all of this rigmarole, yeah. your best picture winner and your yes. popular Oscar winner right. are the same, yeah. I would... That would be very funny. Laughter. But also, if Power of the Dog wins funny. and then Cinderella wins, then you're just like, what does this well, represent? Here's, well, right. Well, here's what my is this question. World I live yeah. In? yeah. Why did they throw this to Twitter? Right. I was going to say the dumbest Blank possible way check. to do it. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I said this to Allison Wilmore. I was talking <laughs> yeah. with her this morning. Yeah. Even Blank Check finally yes. was like, maybe let's take the fan voting <laughs> off Twitter. A bad podcast the run Oscars, by idiots. Right. And then the Oscars were like, let's do a popular award this year. Well, how do we decide popularity? I don't know. Hashtags on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Like, any idiot. Any, put a poll on right. your site. Right. Of course, these things are always gameable. Right. But you don't want just the Twitter. That's yes. your Vox yes. the popular. absolute pos- yes. The absolute worst possible yeah. vector for that. Yeah. And but anyway. that that is all the more evidence and that I'm the blankies like this Malik year taking it. That's yeah. fine. Also, you know, like, like fantastic. Yeah. A yeah. best case scenario. Um. But yeah, all the more evidence that the blankies now have more integrity than uh, the yeah. Academy Awards. Uh, welcome, welcome to welcome. the most the <laughs> high integrity awards. Yes. Yes. In film, uh, I mean the Globes. They're done. Our, Stick a fork in them. Well, I'll return to the movies. Last year, obviously, a weird ceremony. Oh, I listened a back to it year. the other day. Haunting. We it was haunting. Is I the was right so word depressed. For it. Oh, you were boy. really. You were going through it. You were really in a bad. Place I was. It for that fucked one. me up too because that was one of the last. It had been a whole year. Imp- right. It was just like that sort of demarcation. I also point. had a hard yeah. out that day to go to a cardiologist appointment. Like right. no one was feeling good Fuck. that day. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. It was bad. It's yeah. so. It was. It's so nice to be like to look at my list and be like. I saw I, the movies right. early in the year. I split it into like streaming versus sure. theatrical viewing sure. in terms of logging. And it's, it's nice to just see how many fucking movies I saw in theaters this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, and in a very surprising turn of events going over my list, very few nominations for movies I watched, uh, on streaming. Yeah. If right. any, which you largely avoided, I would say I did. You like really try. I remember you, you would, the new Netflix movies, yes. you would try and go see them. In a and I'll say a couple of my blind spots for the year that are embarrassing are because I refuse that. to watch them on streaming and I have not gone around to seeing them in theaters. There are a couple, there are a couple big movies I missed that I, I, I feel a lot of shame about. 
are you going to do? But I'm also about to go on a cruise ship with limited Wi-Fi, so I loaded them all onto my iPad, and I'm going to watch all the movies I need to Good see when I'm on a boat. You'll be, will you be on a boat? I'll be on a boat. What? Uh, dressed as Watto. Watto on water. But you're wow. not going to be dressed as Watto the whole time, right? No, unfortunately, contractually. You gotta. <laughs> gotta hit the buffet If they ever Watto. spot you out of costume, you get docked. Uh, they throw me off the boat. Yeah, they go, yeah. where's your ticket? This ticket says Watto the Toy Dairy on it. <laughs> Nonsense, nonsense. Imagine this being your first episode. Where should we start? <laughs> um, that's a good question. We usually start with a supporting mm-hmm. actor. I feel like much like uh, the Oscars themselves, you can pick if you want to do act. Last year, we started with supporting actress. I'll tell you that. Well, then we should start with supporting actor. Hey, I love it. it. Kind of like how, you know, the monarch's face mm. on British currency, and this is going to be a real short tangent. <laughs> Faces in an opposite direction. By the way, editing just got cut out. Go on. Uh, (laughs) No, we want the tangent, but editing's gone. The Oscars are like, yeah, we can't do editing this year. And then I take the stage and I'm like, so the monarch's face (laughs) in British currency always faces in the opposite direction from the last monarch. Okay. But. But. So, so George the, I'm sorry, George the fifth faced in a certain direction. Okay. And then he died and the throne passed to his son, Edward the eighth. But Edward the eighth was like, well, I don't like my face from that other side. Literally was so vain, was like, I want my part. So he was going to defy tradition and face in the same direction as his dad. Yeah. Then, of course, he almost immediately abdicated the throne because he wanted to marry a divorced woman. Right. And George VI took the throne. And so George VI had his face face in the same direction as his dad, as if pretending like, well, my, my, my brother's face was going to face the other way. Wow. Uh, so and that's why that's you know, he, he, he was like I'm going to maintain yeah. the tradition even though there are like rare coins that were yeah. minted for Edward the Eighth that you that's can get your hands right. on where he's facing in the that's same wrong. direction. Anyway. I'm so, just I'm confused. How would you know that? Ah, oh, here ah, we go. Ah, the ah, champagne, oh, the lifetime achievement award for the bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but speaking of uh, uh, facing uh, one direction, so you know the whole thing about how Barbara Streisand has a has her good side. Of course, yeah. she always right. wants to be. Seen her good side when she was on the Rosie O'Donnell show and on yeah. Oprah. They made them switch the set around yes. so that she would be facing the other yes. direction. So I'm watching one of those Oscars family albums mm. from uh, when they had gathered all these living Oscar winners on the yeah. stage at the Oscars. And they yes. take 10, 15 minutes just to like read names. It's My glorious. My favorite. Love it. Um, and sure enough, Barbara Streisand is faced fully sideways as she's sitting there as they pan by her. I was just like, that is commitment to yeah. A personal style. Good yeah. for her. And I Very like that. good for her. She has a underground mall. Yeah, she, she does. does. We talked about she it. She absolutely on, does. And actually, don't even remember which episode. Christine, uh, the movie about the killer car. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. might be one of our top committing to the bit well, people in the world. I mean, has an underground mall. Sure, oh, right, yeah, yes. like always on. Like has the good side. I mean, I yeah. love it. This is incredible. If Streisand wins your uh, March Madness. Like you Oof. can talk about the mall. To your heart's content. We could talk about it. We would have to do a live episode. We could do like a podcast, The Ride, Downtown Disney Ordeal, where we do an episode for every store at the mall. Fantastic. I don't know about I don't know. I think we're going to do it. (laughs) All right. So in the interest of bringing pageantry uh, to the blankies at a time when pageantry is sorely lacking. It's got to go viral this year. Uh, We've talked, I'm sure we've talked about before, if not on mic, then certainly off, the two years that the Oscars did acting category presentations Mm. where they brought out Five. The first year it was five former winners in the category. Yes. 
The next year it was like five people with like a relationship to the yes. nominees to sort of. The second time, did they have to be winners or were they just No, people? they didn't. No, because right. it yeah. was. Because the first time it was winners. Tucci pre- right. uh, presented to Streep and, and right. Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer presented to, to yeah, Richie yeah, yeah. Avery right, 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 Yeah, right. Yes. Right. Um, but the first year, the, the 08 Oscars was five Oscar winners tangential at best relationships like Goldie Hawn is giving her ode to Taraji P. Henson but it's great that's yeah. right. the so, randomness I think was part of the appeal Kevin Klein, Alan Arkin uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is the one I remember a lot right yeah. and then the other two oh Joel Grey Joel I remember Grey. the best five person lineup yeah. in its weirdness yeah it was yeah. fantastic yeah, it was great so in the interest of that I sort of uh, delved back into Blanky's history and I procured a five-person panel to present each award made up of wow. former Blankies winners. Wow. Anyone had we had chosen okay. as our top of the year. So okay. for Best Supporting Actor... It has to be a Blankie winner, though. Has to be a Blankie winner. Only winners. Right. Uh, Next year might be friends of winners. Right. So picture the stage, the, the whatever, the scrim, it's the, the five... Raves. Sort of five, banners yeah. lifting. Yeah. Five figures playing the magnificent in shadow in the back. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Best Supporting Actor. All right. So uh, emerging from the back of the stage, Mahershala Ali, oh, Willem man. Dafoe, Ugh. Alden Ehrenreich, Mark Ooh. Rylance, and Michael Shannon to I, present I mean, Best Supporting Actor. An incredible crew. Right? I, I, I'm happy to see Alden back. And I just right? remind people that Michael Shannon won four checks notes the night of. The night of. <laughs> he the was... night before. Oh, I'm sorry. Before. I'm sorry. I'm he sorry. He was your winner. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I already forget what that movie's called. Stand behind that win. Mahershala won Best Supporting Actor for Moonlight for uh, um, Me and You. Mm-hmm. Yes. Griffin. And then Michael. I uh, sorry. Then um, your supporting actor was Alden. Alden. Aaron. Alden Aaron. That was a real yes. coin toss here between yeah. those two performances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then who else have we got? I'm sorry. Defoe uh, has won. Oh, Defoe. Has, Defoe has yeah. won twice. Because I gave him Lighthouse and David you gave him Florida. You gave him Florida. Lighthouse. David yeah. gave him Florida Project. Okay. Yeah. That's right. And and Rylance, of course. Uh, that Bridge of Spies. Right. We love that Bridge of Spies. Yes, we, I gave him Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did. Smart. A good performance. Yes. yes. In my yeah. opinion. You know what I like about that performance? How good it is? The acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the secret uh, weapon. He yeah. brings the acting. The acting's so good yeah. in his performance. Yeah. So here we are. And of course, I will uh, I'll acknowledge... I'll be reading out the Blankies oh, yes. Oh, yes. voters' right. results yes. as well. But they um, right. they do a 10... Right. Supporting and 10 lead right. thing. They, right. they do, you know, uh, they don't gender neutral gender categorizing. Which, which we do just because well, we we're imitating the Oscars exactly. uh, yeah. in their infinite wisdom. But it is yes. time for the best supporting actor. We're going to talk about the cinema of 2021. Yes. Okay. Now, Our I, Oscar nominees. I just well. want to say, I don't have any qualifiers like uh, I do usually in these years where I go, like, I, I just I want to say off the bat. Right. There is one guy who was really my number six who I cut and it was really painful for me and I cut him solely because I felt it was unlikely that he would not be picked by one if not both okay. of you. Well, we'll talk and about I'm it. just crossing we'll my fingers and it. hoping I uh, won't rue the day. I'll That's just, all I wanted to I'm say. I'm also going to read out the Oscar nominees. Okay. Very good. Kieran Hines in Belfast. Mm-hmm. Troy Kotzer in Coda. Mm-hmm. Who I think is probably going to win. Feels like a Seems lot like of it now. Now. Lot I like of it now. Yeah. Jesse Plemons in Power of the Dog. Cody Smith McPhee in Power of the Dog. And uh, um, I won't speak the last one aloud. It's J.K. Simmons and being the Ricardos. I do love J.K. Simmons. 
I terrible nomination. Do too. It falls into that Alan Arkin Argo yeah. category for me, where I'm like, if you're nominating that, you should have nominated literally every other performance he's well, given in between. To me, it's also kind of like the Michael Shannon like nominations, where yeah. I'm like, that's the one you the like from one. him. Like right. that's the one that breaks through. I will through say, from him? having wa- having watched at a guild screening. Mm-hmm. The people loved it. <laughs> like, no, I know. It really, yeah. every single I know a certain is, type of voter yes. was very given, and I don't think it's a bad performance. No, I think he's. I mean, I like that movie. So but I'm like, like uh, I think he's better in Tomorrow War than he is <laughs> in being be the Ricardo. Be I think not. he might be, but like, I, I, Patriots Day is a better supporting J.K. Simmons performance. Who have you chosen? Yeah, Griffin. I have chosen. <clears throat> I'm hoping I don't regret dropping the one guy off. I have chosen Bradley Cooper for the motion picture, Licorice Pizza. Sure. Benicio Del Toro for the motion picture, The French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright, The French Dispatch. Mm, very good performance. Yes. Anders Danielson Lai, The Worst Person in the World. I think it's Lee, but I'm not entirely sure. Well, I'm stupid. And thank you You're for not making stupid, me look those stupid. Norwegian names can be a little tricky. And my fifth nominee... Jeremy Irons, House of Gucci. Your man. You've uh-huh. been back in that train the whole time. I've been back in that train for a long time. Very good. Nice. Should I go? Please. All right. My five are Pullman Domingo for Zola. Okay. Thank Good you. Before. He was my number seven. Okay. I'm glad he got it. Okay. You got you covered. <clears throat> uh, Mike Feist for West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simon Helberg for Annette. Great performance. Yeah. Anders Danielson Lee mm-hmm. He's gonna for, be for The Worst Person so. in the World. Yep. And I'm pivoting. Alex Wolf for Pig. Wow. Alex Wolf for Pig is wow. a good performance. He was on my Wolf. long list. Who is are you cutting? Cody Smith McPhee. Who like? Oh yeah. He's yeah. the Oscars. He we had the cut, but I love him in that movie. No, it's a good performance. So fantastic. But also, I think the longer we've done this, and the more people listen to the show, the more we're like, if the guy got an Oscar nomination, we don't have to sure, put him sure, in there. Sure. Yeah. Um, this who is our. Who is space. your guy? I don't think I have him. Let's see. Give me your five, David. All right, my five are Anderson Anderson Lee and mm-hmm. the worst person in the world. Mike Feist and West Side Story. So I share that. Those yeah, are my two. Sure. That I have. Ben Affleck in The Last Duel. Mm-hmm. Very good. Vincent Lendon in Titan. Now, I know we've had a supporting lead combo mm-hmm. about him, but yeah. I have him in supporting, obviously, because he shows up halfway into we the movie. We might discuss this later. Right. Uh, 100%. Okay. And Richard Ayoade in The Souvenir Part 2. Aha. Fuck. I mean, I know you're sad okay. about that, but it's a good nomination for no, me. No. So there were two bubble guys I cut. Yeah. Okay. One was Coleman Domingo. I'm mm-hmm. very happy he was represented. Mm-hmm. The other one is one that we've talked about a lot. I think we both were like, can we fucking put him on there? Wait, is it the same as me, I wonder? No, maybe not. Who Who is your cut? Mine, so ever since I saw the movie, I'm like, well, Andrew Garfield's making my supporting actor for Spider-Man. Because I think he's I so much better it. than he needs to be in that movie. I agree. I think he's wonderful in that. But then, like, I feel like the culture has amply rewarded him. For I that. He's doing so fine. I think and he's so doing fine. Yeah. 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 And then my other one was uh, Skylar Gisando for Licorice Pizza. An incredible pick. Who was I mean, briefly in that movie, but I'm like, also, is maybe my favorite thing about it. I also movie. really like the pen performance. I like almost every supporting performance yes, in that agreed. movie. But I think you're talking about Lambert Wilson. No. No, okay, uh, okay, okay. Because you predicting. mentioned him a lot. I was predicting you were going to put Lambert he Wilson would, on. Iowate kind of took his spot. Sure. The kind of like, uh, you know, sure. 10 minutes, sure. you know, hits five three-pointers type performance. Yeah. Right. I think there is a, a character actor so selfless, so consistent, mm-hmm. uh, so strong. J.K. Simmons. This is going to be one of the jackass guys. That, that I, I no, think so often it's hard to like pick a performance that's specifically worth lauding for him because he just is part of the fucking ensemble. 100%. A Bill Camp type. Right. right. Yeah. And this year you and I both talked about like, fuck, it would be good if it was his year. 
And I was sort of mounting the argument. And I cut him at the last fucking second. John Bernthal. For King Richard. Yeah, he was, he was, he would certainly be in my tent. Like he was a, he was in the mix for me. He was for King Richard. It's a great And then I'm like, you, you give him a bump on those who wish me dead. Like, I'm just like, you add in every time he's fucking been on screen. You give him a bump just right on right. strength of. Yeah. He for, deserves you know. at least best windbreaker, maybe. Absolutely. Of the year. Loot. You know I think saying? that is. A really good performance that I'm. It's not like I'm surprised that it didn't get Oscar traction. Sure, because it's been kind of a weird year. Yeah, yeah. And King Richard obviously ended up doing well with the Oscars, but like, I feel like they just sort of put their chips elsewhere. Yeah, it's also the Oscars very rarely do the um, sort of brief supporting performance that isn't highly emotional. It's not highly emotional. He's it's funny. showy because he's yes. funny and he's doing an accent. Right. He's got a mustache. But it's not... But like if it's Beatrice Strait, it, it's like it's a... It's a very emotional thing. He doesn't yeah. have an, a nominal Oscar clip, but it is such a good performance. And like and true I was, supporting work. And I'm also just feel like everybody likes that guy. Right. And he's he's yeah. he's in there at some but, point. But look, right? I do think he's probably going to have a J.K. Simmons moment. I think it's probably oh, going to be ten years away. Yeah. But he's going to be one of those guys where suddenly he gets the Broadbent Award, and everyone's like, "We should have given it to him six times already." I just have to have Mike Feist in there. Oh yep. yeah, and I have to have Affleck in there. No, I'm look. I'm not begrudging any of our to. picks. I no, just it's think tough. This was a tough category. I this was this my just, most competitive yeah, category. Yeah, yeah, I just think this is one yeah. of those things where it's like. This is this is Bernthal's problem. He's so selfless mm -hmm. that he always goes like, "I'll step aside. They deserve it more." You know, in your mind, yeah, you're sort of, of the like, character he's playing in that movie, right? Too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Trying to think of some. Obviously, Cody. I think Clemens is terrific and Daug. Yep. Daug. <laughs> um, you know, Cam Collins. Shout out Cam Collins, past mm -hmm. and future guest. Great Cam Collins. Uh, had Ralph Innocent on his New York Film Critics Circle ballot for uh, yeah. Green Knight. I really loved that pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm just sort of looking at. I'm trying yeah. to think of other folks. I mean. I'm sorry, who was that in that film? He's he, the Green Knight of He's the titular, the titular Green Knight. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. yeah. That's a cool nomination. Yeah. That's a um, really yeah. cool nom. You know, come on. Oh, well, you know who was on my ballot for a while? Who? And I regret cutting him, but I kind of was like, Ed Harris in The Lost Daughter. I think it's such oh, a good performance. Sure. Yeah. He has two killer scenes. Lost Daughter is yeah. still one of my blind spots. Oh, you haven't seen it. Yeah. You're going to love his yeah. hat. Yeah, He's I'm sure I'm going to love his He hat. dances at one point. Uh, Question, David, is Ed Harris still very hot in that film? Yeah, of course he is. Just I mean, he looks like sure. like the mountain from New Hampshire, but he's yeah, he's hot. Yeah, my God, um, that yeah. face just gets craggier. You, know you guys now. shout out anyone as well. I'm sort of thinking about sort of cutting. One, yeah, I mean, my next two were were Bernthal and Coleman. Yeah, uh, Domingo. Coleman, who Domingo. I think are both incredible performances. Coleman yeah. Domingo, another guy who I just think is pretty much always great. He seems like he's one of those precipice people too. Yes. where it feels like in the next few years he's probably going to get his first Oscar nomination yes. if things go. Definitely. The way they should, because like he's he's on the rise. Like respect for him is really like really Euphoria growing. And he's six seasons of the fucking Walking he Dead. He was so great on Ma in Ma Rainey he's last year, and yeah. yeah, he was very good. In Ma Rainey. Um, uh, uh, Alex Wolf was was in my ten. He's good in that as movie. well. I think I'm that's amazing. another one of those yeah. where like I, I mean that movie in general was not what I expected it was going to be walking into that mm -hmm. movie, and I think I was I liked it so much more because of that but his character particularly you see him at first he's got the, the car and he's got the the suit or whatever and it's just like i know this shithead i know exactly yeah. what this guy's gonna be and then he's not and and wolf really carries that out uh, really well and also i wanted him on my list because of a little bit of trivia that we can get to 
uh, later on in the okay. nominations. Uh, just looking through my list, if I can just shout out a couple more quick yeah. ones that that I uh, cut. I think Woody Norman's like an incredible child performance. I think it's a very good child performance. That movie, uh, that movie doesn't totally didn't work really for me. Move me. Yeah, uh, my child performance that I had at the beginning of the year on my ballot that sort of got taken over is uh, is Jupe is Noah Jupe from Quiet Place Part Two, who I Interesting. think is a good actor, phenomenal, yeah, a good actor. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing I want to shout out, I mean, a movie that already just like doesn't exist, completely forgotten, and and not has not made much of an argument for uh, staying in anyone's mind. But two performances I think are phenomenal. Uh, uh, Ray Liotta and Leslie Odom Jr. both in many sense of Newark. Sure. I think that movie really fails Odom no, Jr. No, no, no. no. I mean, it yeah. drops Odom's that character, character entirely. Sort of a mess in that. I really do love the Liotta performance. Yeah, I, th- I think Odom's performance is kind of incredible yeah. and in a movie that yeah. actually supported him. Yeah. He's, he's doing real kind of like 70s Lumet character actor work. And then Leota's, yeah, his scenes in that are just fucking dynamite. My outlier is Helberg with Annette, but I don't know if he oh, was, was Annette. He's I on my long list. That was on my that was on my 10. Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. so good in that movie. Yeah. I really like Alex Hassel in the tragedy of Macbeth playing Ross. Is he turtleneck guy? Yeah, the weird glowery guy. I mm. Ross, him. who's sort of a non-character in Macbeth. Yep. He's just mm-hmm. present right. in a lot of scenes. And he plays him yes. like he's this like really intense, super turncoaty double agent. He's the one I walked away All from that movie. Eyes, like, yeah. He's the one I walked away from that movie being like, I'm so impressed by that guy. Yeah. Um, who are some others that I'm forgetting? I'm worried I'm forgetting someone good. I mean, I really like Matt Damon and No Sudden Move. I mean, just sort of the classic Matt Damon thing of like, here he is for 10 minutes. That's true. And, uh, being a jerk. Uh, Griff, are you thinking of anyone? I mean, we I do lo- shout out Lambert Wilson, right? I found out in Matrix yes. Resurrections, a one-two punch. I have, I have a, a, a shout out. I want to do a new oh. type of award, and then I think we should talk about who we, we we'll did nominate the nominees for a I mean, second. Richard Jenkins in The Humans. Yep, mm. he's on a my really long, good long performance. That's that, one yeah. of those weird kind of like mm-hmm. I get why this got no Oscar attention because sure. the movie just yeah was not really pitched at them. Yeah, but it's right up their alley. It's exactly yeah. what you want. And from Jenkins, him. Yeah. yeah, the steadiest of hands. Oh, you know who else is on my long list? Stanley Tucci in Worth, a movie that nobody really watched when it dropped on Netflix yeah, and they didn't that, really yeah. publicize it, but I think he's quite good in that. I, I struggle with that movie a little bit. I think he's quite good in that. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, is a, this is a new category I want to introduce. It's not a category. It's, it's sort of like a, a new kind of side honorific, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Vin Diesel Award. And it's okay. not what you think it is. Okay? How did it take you to the seventh blankies to introduce a Vin Diesel? Because this is—it's going to be an interesting. I don't think this is what anyone's expecting it to be. All right. Okay. It's the award for the person I was most rooting for to give a nomination-worthy performance, yeah. dedicated to Vin Diesel and Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, where I'm yep. looking at the cast and I'm going, "Fuck, this feels like that's the kind of character." You know, it's I prominence him in the like story nine months ahead of time, where I was like, right. Vin Diesel's going to get nominated for Billy Lynn's Watch, watch, watch Absolutely. It Here's yeah. the one I was quietly pulling for all year. And I do think he's actually good in the movie. What it asks him to do is a little bit silly. Uh, and I think the movie just fails in a way that, that doesn't make it transcend. My Vin Diesel award for performance I most wish I wanted to nominate is Christopher Lloyd in The Tender Bar. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. I, I wanted Christopher yet. Lloyd to have a fucking late career Oscar worthy performance. Him getting cast in that movie was exciting. It's like you say, he's not bad in the movie he's not at all, bad. but it's just 
kind yeah. of a nothing part. Right. In a, and I sit there watching going, movie. like, can I talk myself into this? And that I would couldn't. be that would be a bit of a I couldn't. Right. I couldn't, but that's the Vin Diesel Award. So that's that's a new tool we have in our arsenal. Yeah. Performance you were hoping you liked enough to nominate. Yeah. Let's talk about who we did nominate. Yeah, who'd you nominate? Bradley Cooper, uh, Licorice Pizza. I mean, you did the Skylar Gazondo nomination, but this is a thing I'm gonna I'm gonna stump for a little more this year. It's become a little more of a sticking point for me, okay? Let's make supporting performances real supporting performances yep. again, right? Yeah. I mean, this is where I sometimes get into this category slipperiness of bumping people up to co-leads or whatever. Yeah. But I do think we've just gotten very used to second leads being supporting performances. Yes. I will say this. I think the Oscars did a fairly good job on this this year. I think this year was with, pretty good. Ex- with, with the exception of the two Power of the Dog nominations. Yes. Now, Plemons is undoubtedly supporting. He right. drops out of that movie. Yes. Yeah. Cody is not. That's right. a total stretch. But he's it's a, one of those but, things but where you're like, younger, you would never nominate him for lead. Exactly. Right. right. Um, but they did an okay job on that. And, uh, you know, Kotzer, Simmons, right. Hines, those are supporting. Performers. I imagine, right. despite it being Then not nominating Bradley Cooper is bananas. Well, he's it's like, right up there. Right. right. He's, you know, if, if Tom Hanks is the president of Hollywood, Bradley Cooper's maybe the alderman at this point. He's no, a governor he's not, or senator. He's, they, they, they have some they weird, have weird chip on their shoulder about him. It's weird. But that's why. Like, we had this conversation. He's got tons of noms. He's got tons of noms. But that's why I'm saying, like, alderman like he is a i think he's in the cabinet he's wow. he's somewhere he's been elected no he's like carrie coon in the gilded age where they're like you can come in here <laughs> but we don't like you it just felt like such a slam dunk and it is one of those things that uh, a term i use the the thermostat performance where like yes an actor enters a movie and just completely changes the temperature of it yeah. and he is obviously not on screen for that long but there is this like 15 minute stretch that is haunted by his character in which he pops in and out. He's so funny. And until you're like relieved of you're him, like until the movie does a crossfade, anytime he's not on screen, you're feeling the yes. energy. Well, and then when you catch the little glimpse of him <sighs> walking down the street, right. asking the girl if she likes peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> at the end. What is it that he says? Does he say that you're from the streets or does he say you're a killer like me? I can't remember. You're, when he's you're like, from the streets. You're from the streets, right? right. Like the classic right. John Peters thing of like, right. we're, we're the same. We're from I mean, the streets. That's the thing. Here, I, I'm just going to front load. He's my winner. But because uh, I'm now talking about him too much. Here are all those John Peter stories that are so uh, bananas, right? And Kevin Smith doing his like 40 minute Superman Returns uh, monologue uh, or Superman Lives monologue and all that sort of shit. And it's one of those things where you go, this guy feels unplayable, right? How is there any way to actually depict the way people describe this guy? Right. This behavior seems unreasonable. Right. The way people explain him talking doesn't make sense and that first scene when he fucking comes out of the house and he gets a movie star introduction where the camera's on him from behind and you've fucking seen the trailer so you know the whole movie's right. building up to this to some degree what is bradley cooper doing in this movie and then he just has like five minutes where he talks stream of consciousness to yeah. this kid and pivots subjects and shifts tones i mean like hair painting i'm speeding you up though because i'm realizing it's the same thing that happens every year it's the happy birthday sign we do yes. on this where yeah. we spend yep. 30 Absolutely. minutes Big on supporting SB. actor and then by yeah. actor we're like yeah i don't know what uh, denzel washington was good uh, let's keep going yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he's my winner uh benicio del toro and uh del toro Wright. was a late cut for me they give I two of the best performance. performances in any wes anderson movies jeffrey wright ever. almost made mine i want yeah. I, Wright I, is incredible in that movie i need to rewatch need it because that is the segment i resonated with the least although I was oh really that was liking. my favorite just i was just exhausted sure with course. that movie mm-hmm. by the third segment but yeah. uh, he's so good and he's someone who can be i love jeffrey wright yeah. but he can give you jeffrey wright out of the can yes. yeah and that's not him no. you know but you know what i mean like yeah. when jeffrey wright's in 
the Batman even uh, coming. You know, like you're kind of yeah. like this is this is the Jeffrey Wright I asked for. It's yeah. not blowing my mind. It's right. really fun. Uh, you know, right. Andrew Danielson Lee. I'm not going to talk about because you two guys sure. will cover it. Right. The last guy I just want to throw out a moment for is Jeffrey I- Jeremy Irons, who I think yeah, is the guy, guy, right? Because that movie is like a study of different acting styles Very in so, so many ways, right? So. And for me, at different levels of success. Yeah, I think he's the one guy who is successfully able to bridge every different movie. Like, I think you watch the different scenes he has and him against Pacino, him against Driver, him against Leto, yeah, him I against mean, Gaga. Really good scene. He's able to be on the same wavelength as whoever he's working with. Yeah. I think it's an incredibly tragic performance. It's like a perfect late Irons who's just been on this kind of incredible resurgence the last five years. Sure. I really like that performance. That's a movie that I sort of grew impatient with as I watched it. And I came I out too, of it. but he's in... Like, the first hour one's got the a lot of energy. The performance that I ended up really liking the most was Leto because he was doing what I ended up feeling like I wanted from the movie, which is True. absolute insanity. Like I wanted everybody to just be just off the chain. Irons way. has just enough tongue in cheek for me where I feel like he's in on the joke, but isn't selling out the integrity of the thing. Sure, sure, sure. And I just feel like no one else was shouting out the performance. Yeah. Okay. I see the floor. Well, my winner is Mike Feist because- Such a good performance. It's, it's, it shouldn't, almost shouldn't be that I walk out of West Side Story being like, you know who I love is that riff. And yet, he connects so well, immediately, immediately you're, you're locked in with him. Uh, Stick with him throughout the whole thing. By the time, the end of that character, I'm so emotional. And he's just this insane talent that kind of comes out of nowhere. Obviously, I had seen him in Dear Evan Hansen. Yes, had I. Uh, Tony really nominated for that. Yep. Very good in that, but he's not even in that very much. Like no, it was kind of surprising the, that he songs, got that Tony the one nomination. Song really, it was surprising. It and was because he was that good. Yes. Because, but it was one of those things where it was like, they're probably not going to fit him in, right? Well, and, and then, then you know. when the trailer for West Side Story came out, and we all sort of chalked it up to the fact that they were trying to hide Ansel Elgort, because it was like, yeah. Mike Feist is kind of the star of the West but Side Story like, trailer. Well, you know what? He pops all over this. And then you watch thing, the movie right? and you're like, I get it. I get it now. I know why they did it because he's just, he's, he's really fantastic. He's also the person that Ansel Elgort has best chemistry with in the entire, oh. all of An- Ansel's best Well, their, their, yes. their cool sequence where they dance yep. together yeah. is so incredible. It's amazing. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's so good. He's, he's genuinely, you, you do feel threat from him, but he's also just such a wounded yep. little boy. Yep. But also and just such yeah. an odd energy. I mean, I feel like it's like how you describe seeing him on Dear Evan Hansen on stage of just like, this isn't how I would think right. you would this play this. This is the bully? Right. right. Huh. Like right. this, and, and similar energy of like, where you're like, this kid seems haunted. Right. Oh, right. He's oh, right. Playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yet it's funny that his one musical number in Dear Evan Hansen is, um, you know, the, the song where he's dead, but right. Evan's writing in his voice that in the movie is staged so horrifyingly that that's when people, I think, switch off. They're just like, what is this suicide comedy thing? Also, on, on talk stage, about, it works better. Talk about a great career decision you make from, I'm not going to yeah, do yeah, this. piecing out of that movie. The, yeah. yeah, this movie that's, that That makes movie casts me... like a total hunk in that role. Which is... And it doesn't not, really work. Yeah, yeah. That, not the way Have you seen it. Dear Evan Hansen? I have it's not. Be another, featuring another, I still haven't seen it. I, 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 I've been, I almost now, now that it didn't get nominated for anything, I was sort of wondering if it might get a song nomination. Now I'm saving it for when we do it. Oh, for you podcast. got it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to yeah. see it until we yeah. do it for yeah. our podcast. You got it. Yeah. Uh, who else have you got? Your winner is Feist. Who My winner is Feist. Uh, I mean, Coleman, Domingo, and Zola we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helberg, I mentioned. Okay. And yeah, then, but so, those two scenes he's got. 
the, 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 the monologue right. where it's circling around him, and then like the big scene with Driver, where Driver, yeah. like he's so good, he's so good. I didn't know he had it he's in so him. Comes out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Exactly. We yeah. were all laughing. A, right. We were, a, what a weird a Simon Elberg. Yeah. Like, what's he doing to get above the title? And and I again, I walk away from the. I like. Yeah. I love Driver in that movie too. But yeah, Helberg's uh, my best in show there. And then uh, yeah, Anders is a handsome doctor man. Well, so let's let's sort of you, David, because then we can sort of best supporting pool all Anders. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, let me get back to you on that. Are there other dicks that I'm forgetting? I think there are. Okay. Well, you see, right? The The punctuation flaps up of his flaccid penis, though, at the end of a devastating moment for him. I think it's just standing there. Application of a of a dick in a movie. Supporting dick. Great dick. Anders Danielson Lee, Mm -hmm. who's a good actor, a a very good actor. Who I've seen, he he's on. He's I've made. He made my ballot for Oslo, August thirty first. Another Joachim Trier movie. He's where also he gives the, this very, you know, internal upset. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah. You know, he's playing a guy who's near suicide. Like, sure. you know, and he's the killer in Twenty Two. We July. don't talk about that. I really almost ha- hate that he took that role because he's a working doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He talks in all these interviews about how it's so difficult to you know balance both yeah. careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's in that awful Paul Greengrass movie about the Norwegian shooting massacre. Yeah. As the shooter. Yeah. You only really see him in court scenes. Right. And it's like, yeah, they cast a really respected Norwegian actor here, but it's sort of like, what the fuck is this? Like, I forgot that movie, that movie existed. Yeah. I, I, liked liked Paul Greengrass. I liked it yeah. better than I you Paul liked Greengrass. it, but I, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, um, but he's mostly an actor. He's in Personal Shopper. Uh, like, oh. He's in Bergman Island, obviously. He's in Bergman Island this year, playing yeah. a, a similar sort of like boyfriend you ex boyfriend you sure. have regrets about. Yeah, uh, although he's a sort of fantasy character in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's in all of Trier's movies, mm-hmm. except for maybe Thelma and Louder Than. But he's in the, the Oslo movies, and he's so good in this. You had him too. We all I had did. him. Yeah, he's, he's the one he's, we share. Yeah. I mean, look, he's good the whole movie. And then the last chunk of it, and we don't need Spoil- to get into spoiler. We don't need to get into talk, it. Sure. But there is a monologue in which he's- one of the things he invokes is how much of his life he spent investing into objects and putting power into objects and feeling like he needed the power of those things surrounding him in his home. That felt like a direct attack on me yes. was eviscerating. <laughs> yeah. And I saw it with someone who thought that I was sobbing uncontrollably. And in reality, at the beginning of that monologue, my nose started bleeding profusely. Oh, no. Classic Griff. So I was trying to pull my nose, but also tearing up. Sure. I was yeah. like trying to like, because I could tell the movie was in its final stretch. Sure. But it was one of those things where I said like, I cannot leave this theater. Yeah. So I'm like choked up and choked up on blood. Uh, and it was one of the main reasons I had to see the movie a second time. Like, you told me right, right away. Sure. I was like, I need sure. to give that real thought. And it, it's just... It's just a fucking knockout. He plays her boyfriend in the movie, to be clear. Her sort of big boyfriend at the start of the movie who's older than her. He's a cartoonist. He's kind of cool. He's kind of Gen X-y, but he's also kind of like, look, I don't, you know, I'm doing my thing. Like, Well, yeah. and you're sort of like, they is, settle into is a he like a real asshole? Am I going to realize the longer this movie goes on that he's like a big problem? Right, but he's not. He's not. He's just, you know, a slightly over it kind of slightly yeah. sort it's of. complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he has this great scene where he kind of like gets canceled yes. on like a radio oh show. Yeah. Yes. And when you're wa- and he plays it so perfectly, like yeah. where he's defending himself and like, he's, he's kind of just like out of step with the questions and out of step with, well, like, and he'll this- like make a good point, but then he'll use the wrong word. Exactly. And, and you're you'll be watching like, it. You and just she, fucked the main it up. character is watching yeah. it at the gym and you feel the way she feels, which is just like, 
I know what he means. And right. uh, he's, yeah. oh, he shouldn't have said, you know, yeah, like, right. like, I know he's, and it's a very relatable, yep. well communicated moment. Of, you know, yeah. He is my winner. Yeah. Good. Also, just, yeah. He was my number two winner, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else did you have? Or, well, you had Alex Wolf. I had Alex Wolf. I mentioned a lovely yeah. performance and yeah. just a lo- good actor. Really, Every, it takes really interesting roles. It's funny. He never gets mentioned when you talk about like the best actors no. of that sort of really age good range. in Hereditary. Obviously, I mean, he was he was my winner. I think for Hereditary too. Uh, uh, yeah, and I nominated him for yes, lead he was. for Hereditary. You did. I, I think it is funny how much like a decade ago everyone was like Nat Wolf. Right, yeah. right. Wolf, that's the guy. It's Spider-Man shortlist. He's doing a fucking John Green. Fault in our stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Alex yeah. Wolf has just steadily worked with all these first-time directors. No, that's true. He in picks very really odd projects. Roles. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. I mean, he's, he's really like good in bad education. Patriots say he's incredible in. Yep. He is. I mean, it's crazy casting. Crazy casting. But yes. He's even good in the Jumanji movie. You know what I mean? He it's is. like one of those things. He's not like, bad. Right? He is. Like, he's, yeah. he's become surprisingly reliable. Yeah. yeah. I, wait, Joe, who am I missing from your ballot? Or is uh, that everybody? Domingo, Feist, Helberg, Danielson, Lai, and uh, uh, Wolf. Who and who's your winner? Uh, Mike Feist. Yeah. So I had, um, on top of everyone discussed, Ben Affleck in The Last Duel, this kind of insane snub He's having a time. It's one of those things where it's just he like... He has had a good time. He's like, he's almost playing himself. He's not playing himself, but he's almost He's just playing like, a version that we of him that we think exists. Like at least. fuckboy Ben Affleck. He's playing yeah, everything yeah, yeah. people yeah. find uncomfortable about yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Or at least perceive to be a problem with him. Yeah. And yeah. to me also, it's like the, the brilliance, one of the many brilliant things about that movie is, you know, the... Uh, the the difficult co- decision that a lot of period movies sometimes will make of mm-hmm. like drop the accents, who cares? Right. Yeah. So talk how right. you like. Right. And sometimes like in a Valkyrie, it mm-hmm. doesn't really work. Right. You know, especially if it's like some of them are American and some are British. Like right. if they're actually, you know, like Alexander famously has really strange accent work. Yeah. This one is great because he's doesn't the accent doesn't matter. It's all energy. It's all energy. You know, that guy comes in that first scene because he's yeah. really not in the first chunk of the movie, the Damon right. chunk. Mm-hmm. Right. But you just see that moment where he, like, Damon is kneeling to get knighted or whatever, and Affleck's like, come closer or something. And you're like, ooh, who's yeah. this guy? Like, right. you know. Well, right. it's just so funny to think that that movie was designed to be Affleck and Damon playing the two. Affleck very wisely yes. right. swerved away from the Adam right. Driver role. It was yep. like, well, this role's fun. But it also, yep. it changes the whole dynamic of the movie in such a fascinating way when it's not these two contemporaries who right. we've watched in lockstep. Right. right. Famous partnership. Right. right. It, right. it becomes a weird generational gap between Driver and Damon. And Damon and Affleck are the two guys on the same era. But yet the, alliance, the, the alliance isn't between there. Affleck right. and Driver's character. Right. And the, 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 the pivotal scene of The Last Duel, of course, is when after you've seen his attack on her play yeah. out and you're like, well, wait, he, this is no different. He right. did attack her. Right. And then he goes to Affleck and he's like, I mean, she said no, but like, obviously she said no. Right. She has to say no. And Affleck's just like, yeah, I understand. Like, and you're just right. like, oh, they're just playing up the villain, the banal villainy of this. Yeah. Not like doing right. a Rashomon. I think, he right. said, that's he, he for said, everyone who sort of had their knives out at the idea of this movie and the gall sure. of these I mean, people was, to make this movie. It was, a, it was a, you know, it was a gamble. It was a big ass gamble. Yeah. That is the kind of moment where you go like, oh shit, this movie is about the difference of how bad it was right. versus right. is right. anyone innocent or guilty? It's right. like, that's not in question. And that Affleck scene where he just comes in with this modern energy and essentially plays like, a fucking crisis management PR person for like right. a TikTok star, yeah. Who's just like just deny and never talk about this in the, the press. Other, and the other scene also when he's like goes to drive and he's like, 
you know, I'm rich, but I can't do math. It's right. so annoying. Can you just yeah. like look at all of this and figure out how I can make more money? And driver's like, well, yeah, you're, it's some easy stuff to be done. He's <laughs> like, I know, I just don't want to. You know, like he's so good at that he's weird so casualness. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah. He's really good. Yeah. Um, Richard Ayoade in the souvenir part two is just a wrecking ball performance. Like every second he's on screen, you're like, I, my hair is on fire. This guy is so funny and scary and sarcastic. I don't want him to look at me. Yeah. He's going to be mean to me. Like, you know, he's so powerful. Obviously uh, he's really funny in the souvenir part one. It's one scene. Basically. Possibly my most embarrassing blind spot of the year, considering oh, that it. It, that first one was one of my top movies. Well, of that it's year. not embarrassing because it, it got such a weird right. release and I kept on missing it and it would disappear and then come back for two days. The and, first one yeah. was one of my blind spots. And so I haven't seen the second one because I still haven't seen the first one. And I yeah. like one of these weekends, I'm just going to watch the both of them. And I just need to make time to do yeah, it. Yeah. See, I my, loved the first one. I feel like it gave it a bunch of nominations and I just incredible. kept on fucking up getting you to should, see the part two. Vincent Landon in Titan. We can talk about more later. It sounds like. Yep. So we'll do that then. I'll, I'll say I did just see him in Claire Denis' new movie. Mm-hmm. And once again, just that leathery face of his the second <laughs> it's on screen. I'm like, God. <laughs> Return to the seventh annual Blank Check Awards after a word from our sponsors. Best Supporting Actress. All right. So, emerging from the stage to uh, present Best Supporting Actress, we have Candace Bergen. Of course. Elizabeth Debicki. Lily Gladstone. Jennifer Lopez and Lori Metcalf. Now that's a cool group of people. That's a real cool cool group group of people. I chose that one very particularly. I'm very excited that Lily Gladstone is in the Scorsese movie. I hope she has a lot to do. I think she has a fairly major role. I read the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because God, what that was? That must have been our first year, right? Yeah. No, certainly that was sixteen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's second, but but I mean, she was my winner that year. What a performance! I think we all had her. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she was fantastic. Uh, who else we got? We got Laurie, Lady Bird. Laurie and Lady Bird. Uh, I think Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers was mine. I think both of you picked her and I picked Pew. I think mm-hmm. it was two yep. Lopez's and a Pew. There we go. You are correct. We go. Yeah. And you called Pew Candace LeBron Bergen. Right. And then of course, in the next year, <laughs> Candace LeBron James Bergen won on your ballot for right. Let Them yeah. All Talk. <laughs> she was on all of ours. Right. Uh, you of- had her for Mank. I had her specifically for Nerds. Oh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Exclusively nerds. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, here they all are. It's a good group. It's a real good group. Best right. supporting actress. The Oscar. No- oh wait. Oh, well, no, I'll do yeah. the blankies. Yeah. Remind me though. Yes. Right, don't let me yeah. Oh, I'll do them now. Actually, but but the Oscar nominees this year. Mm-hmm. How did they do? He, you know, right. They did well, but they had the weird snub. Right. Yeah. Jesse Buckley and Lost Daughter. Great nomination. Mm-hmm. Ariana DeBose in West Side Story. Great nomination. Judy Dench in Belfast. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst in Power of the Dog and Anjanou Ellis in King Richard. So who was the obvious snub here? I'm, now I'm forgetting. Ruth Nega. Well, Katrina Belf was widely And Katrina Ball. Those me. were the two. Wait, 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 Ruth Nega. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But it was it, like the Dench thing even I can forgive. It's, I mean, it's the Oscars and Judy Dench. What are you going to do? Like, I'm not going to They love do Judy anything. Dench. Look, they love Judy Dench. I'm not. What yeah. was odd was four months out, I was like, that's inevitable. Oh, I and then she that was a year ahead of time. But then she was yeah. snubbed in every fucking thing. And I was like, weird. I guess she has no traction. The Oscars were like, yep. don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> we don't got, you worry, Grandma. We're paying yeah. attention. Someone has pointed out the age gap between her and Kieran Hines is bananas and <laughs> yes. is not addressed in the movie. She <laughs> right. is basically 30, 20 years older 20. than him. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's yeah, because I mean, Kieran Hines is like a Liam Neeson contemporary. He's like in yeah. his sixties, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Uh, best supporting actress. Oh, uh, let me do the blankies. Yeah, please. Uh, supporting performance winners uh, list now. Yeah. Ariana DeBose is their winner. Mm. Number one. All right. Then Mike Feist. Mm. Ben Affleck is number two. Number three. Cody Smith McPhee. Jeffrey Wright. Mm. French Dispatch. Kirsten Dunst. Bradley Cooper. Vincent Lindon. Catherine Hunter for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Sure. Okay. And Rebecca Ferguson for Dune, which is a really good performance. Yes. It is a good Agreed. performance. Yeah. Okay. My five. Yes. Okay. I'll just say right off the bat. Please. Ruth Nega passing. Her getting snubbed, I was like, I mean, Very I think she was snub. pretty much always on my five. But sure. once she got snubbed, I was like, I have to fucking put her in here. But that just felt like such a slam dunk. I'll say this was the category maybe where I had the hardest. I had the most content. I had a ton of four out of five type things where I'm like, I really like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. Th- there were less like locks for me and a lot of people who were sort of circling. Yeah. Uh, Ruth Nega passing. Riley Keough, Zola. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thomason McKenzie, old. She's really good. Oh, that's a Did she get pick. old in that movie? Very. Yeah. Um, or I guess somewhat. We can all hope to one day turn into Ambeth Davids. Ambeth Davids, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Right, the exact age. Uh, Leia Seydoux for the French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. And Harriet Sansom <laughs> Harris for Liquor I mean, Pizza. Whatever. We're probably all nominating her. How could you not? <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> She's you thought you were going to look really fucking No, I didn't. I, I was 50-50 that you were going to have her, too. I yeah. just wasn't. Sure. Yeah, okay, that's good. All right, okay. my five are Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, yep. Dagmara Dominchik for The Lost Daughter, Hello. Polly Draper She's from Queens. for Shiva Baby. Wait, who from Shiva Baby? Polly Draper. Interesting. Okay. Which makes our very first mother-son co-nominees in the blankies here. That was a little bit Alex of history. Alex mother. Alex Wolf's mother. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog and Mia Wasikowska in Bergman Island. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is the first time a co-creator of the Naked Brothers Band yes. has been <laughs> nominated at the Blankies. And the second time a member of the Naked Brothers <laughs> That's Band. <right>. Third. <laughs> well, Wolf got a number before. Yeah. yeah. Two for right. Wolf, one for My nominees, Polly. Harriet Sampson Harris in Licorice Pizza, Ruth Negan Passing, Catherine Hunter in The Tragedy of Macbeth, mm-hmm. Mia Wasikowska, in Bergman Island and Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter. I feel like we got a lot of overlap. Yeah. Here. So, so Ferguson is the only nominee who is not on by the listeners. Yeah. yeah. And Ferguson was actually a late cut for me. Sure. That's a great performance. Yeah. I mean, late cuts for me, DeBose and uh, Dunst, I cut because they got the Oscar nominations. And Same, I felt like they needed my. But I like both those performances industry. Yeah. a lot. Same. Catherine Hunter was a serious consideration for me. Yeah, I really love Toko Miura in Drive My Car. She was a late cut for me. Yep. She's the one who, spoiler alert, drives the car. Mm. She drives the Tesla. Uh, I should admit right here, my single biggest embarrassing you blind spot. Drive my car, right? Yeah. yeah. I you had very close. You are afraid of driving cars. It, it, that's why I'm a little too terrified. The ultimate experience of grueling terror, drive my car. Yes. Someone saying that to me is my nightmare. Yeah. Griffin, drive my car. <laughs> yeah, that is uh same. I've yeah. had, in fact, I've had stress nightmares where I find myself driving a car and Same. realizing that I don't know how to drive a car. Same. And that's uh, that's always a good one to wake up from. Yeah. Um, Anjanu Ellis comes close for me. Again, Oscar nominee, but love her. Uh, I picked Dagmara Dominchik for Lost Daughter, but Dakota Johnson was very close, too. She's I very good. I really loved her. I'm a Jesse Buckley super stan, but those are all good performances. Understandable. Uh, just before I forget, because you just triggered the memory. Sanaya Sidney I had on for a long time. You did? I, you kept telling me she so, was going to so be on good. there. She's incredibly good yep. in that um, movie. Yes. And I, Gabby Hoffman and Come On, Come On as well is just kind of some of the best 
phone-only acting I've ever seen. Yeah. Considering I, how rarely she has to act with another person on camera in that movie. Yeah. I, I, it's nice that he um, plays Venus Williams in that movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, I really like Andrew Ellis in that movie, too. It's a classic Oscar nomination That's my performance. Th- sure. But she does what she's supposed I to do. I love Anjana really well. I've yeah. loved her since Undercover Brother. I think she's always fucking good. She's great in Beale Street. I was kind of hoping that King Richard would win the SAG ensemble because mm. I genuinely Burnthal think... all and the kids and everything. Well, yeah. I think Will Smith is the weak link of that cast. I, he's the only one who I don't really love his performance in that movie. I really like it. Yeah. I and was, everybody Tony else Goldwyn. I think is really bringing it. Tony fucking Goldwyn. Yeah. Goldwyn's, Goldwyn's great. Goldwyn's good. That's a really good yeah. scene early on. Yeah. I like that movie. It made me cry. Yeah, like I like that times. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got me really choked up. But yeah, no, Sinai Sydney I think is great and I don't hold this against... Uh, Andrew Ellis, but it's just such a supporting actress yeah, yeah, performance yeah, sure. as designed. Yeah, that Classic. I think the Sinai Sydney performance popped a little more for me because it was more unexpected. Yeah, keep, keep your snubs going. Yeah, though, sorry. By the way. Oh, your, no, yeah. your cuts. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Rita Moreno for uh, West Side Story mm-hmm. because <laughs> it, her, the performance itself is fantastic. But it and is? I've mentioned this before. The moment as I'm watching the movie when I realize that they're giving her somewhere, somewhere yeah. I wept out loud no, it was just like good. it was in i really like her tier. scene where she yeah. teaches him spanish though too like she has yeah. a lot of good she's got a real material well, for, and you guys for, mentioned uh, it when for, you talked about yeah. west side story that like the expectation was this is going to be a cameo yeah and she ends up being like a really uh integral part of that movie uh lateral from that olga meredes meredes yeah meredes. In, the heights, in the heights that final really, numbers unbelievable really another one i know that movie just didn't do well yeah or well enough and like came out in the summer or whatever but i was kind of like there's a world where you can really yep. run a campaign for her. Absolutely. And there was no mention of her. They, I know. It was the, just gone. The fact that they, they they tried to bury all memory of In the Heights is going to stick in my craw for a while. A because the it's fact that it didn't make money at the time that it was released was held against it in a way that I thought was cruel, actually, a little bit. Where I agree. Like, and also, like, it made 30 million bucks, which is like, you know... In the end of the day, like whatever, get right. over it. Like, it, right. it is one of those things. I mean, David, it was you kind know, of the West Side Story thing where people were like, yeah, I yeah. don't get why this didn't save cinema. Right, you that's up. the like, thing. Right, right. Think, right. The right. difference is that West Side Story had the benefit of being at the end of the year, but I think right. both of those movies have the anger towards them of why didn't you fix things? Right, why were people to be, dancing in the aisle? Here's what I will tell you: franchise adult. When I musical. saw that movie at the IMAX in Lincoln Square, yeah, for two hours, that did save all of it for me you know what i mean like while i was yeah. in that movie while i was in that moment it was everything that i wanted it to be and the fact that yeah like we weren't there yet as a, you know what i mean yeah. we're still it was crawling our way out from under the rock i, could say, I think i can say this comfortably uh 2021 weird year yeah weird year a little weird. bit of a weird year weird yeah, yeah, better yeah. than 2022 but uh weird. i would also throw out olga maradis is fantastic daphne rubin vega and in the heights is mm. rad yes and she is awesome. she's really fun and one of those was just like Oh right, you're incredibly talented, and you have been for quite a while. And uh, and what a great uh, number that she has. Also, I will throw out my MVP for the humans turned out to be Amy Schumer in a way that I was she's, very she's, surprised. She was a late by. cut for me. Wow. She's so great in that incredible mm-hmm. performance. Worth checking out that movie. Um, yeah. Some of my cuts. And I'm, uh, Tilda Swinton a souvenir part two was a late cut for mm-hmm. me, as she was for part one. I and think she's that performance is devastating as well. She is really funny. In really French funny. French French the part where she puts up her uh, uh, the naked picture of herself. Yes. She's yes. like, oh, that, uh, she <laughs> yeah. is very underrated as a comic actress. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so she is great and we love her. I'm trying to think if there are any. Oh, well, uh, Jennifer Ely and St. Maud. She was on my very was a late long cut list. for yep. me. Mm. Yep. 
that is a really good movie. That is a really good performance. Life it's it's and her I doing what she's supposed to do, yeah. but yeah. it's really good. Um, I feel like there's not, I mean, <laughs> leave me alone. I really like Sally Hawkins and Spencer. I, th- I think that's agree. a lovely, warm yeah. performance in a good movie. I don't um, love that movie. In a, If I loved that movie, she would have made my five. I think that's incredible work from her. I feel like there's one. I mean, you know, Ruth Naga, she was on my list. I'm sort of. Yeah, I guess. I mean. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Junie Dench was so good in Belfast. She's so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess those are the main ones. Uh, let's, I mean, let's talk someone. through yeah. our, our people that we put on. Yeah. There. Uh, uh, Thomas and Mackenzie, this was obviously a year of a lot of her. Yeah, she's the new Rooney Mara. She's like a big bird. Right. She is. And yep. I, I yeah. you know. Not, not offense. No offense. No, no, like also, also, very tall baby, right? That's well, the, yeah. That's that whole thing. It was, the, the voice and the... Right. You know, Marie, right. Marie does an incredible impression of her. Like, it's just a devastating impression of her. Yeah. yeah. I think old is like the greatest possible application of 100 percent. she's really so like uniquely to suited to playing that exact thing and i had seen I her, her in things no obviously in yeah. leave yeah. no trace yes. and whatnot yeah. and yet and old is very particular and yet it was in last night in soho when i'm watching it and i'm just like oh that's just how you talk right last that's night just in like, soho is where you're kind of like wait can you just chill out a little bit that's right. not a thing like i don't think <laughs> right. she's bad in last night so not. but she's, she's too not the fragile for that right it makes yeah. it yeah. too yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah but yeah, like yeah. old i just look part of it is just incredible casting yes but when you have her walking on the beach yeah. like feeling so sure. afraid by her own body yeah because it's getting old yes yeah i you just actually buy from her more th- and, and once again Alex Wolf, very good in that movie. Yeah. Right? Like, everyone else very good in that movie. But she's the one person where I actually think you buy, this is a six-year-old in the body of a teenager, and it's terrifying. Well, and while we're talking about old, we should probably give some sort of props to Abby Lee for breaking all the bones in her body for that role. Most committed performance. Like, that's a re- that's some yeah. commitment right yeah. there. Most bones yeah. I also just, I had, to, I had to doff the cap to old somewhere. Absolutely. Keep it going. Um, it's a good movie. Uh, Ruth Nega is kind of just like immaculate work. And such an incredibly talented actor who yeah. is still, you know, it basically any time she pops up, you're like, this is 100% better than anyone else could have right. done Right. I mean, look, that's like, that's a rich character as written. That's a slam dunk on the page. But every single moment, every pause, you read every thought that she has and go, what the fuck is this woman doing? She is so sort of like inscrutable in this odd way. Yeah. As this character is shifting between modes such and a zones. Fuck up. To not nominate her for weird, an Oscar. and and I just felt like that seemed like locked. Um, as much I, as the yeah, movie maybe didn't oh, I never, as I never trusted because that. Yeah. Netflix was sort of wishy washy about passing. Yeah. And passing was way the down. Movie's the movie's very mannered yeah. and sort of specific, and she's you know, just yeah. like she's great, yeah. fucking perfect in that. Uh, oh, Leia Sadu, okay, an actress who runs very, very hot and cold for me because mm. I think she has to be used very specifically. Mm. And I think No Time to Die is an example of like her being used almost catastrophically. I think she's really good. At I know that you movie. do. I think it's I know a wonderful you performance. I Carry think on. that was a bad casting choice mm-hmm. in Spectre. I think it's just an odd story choice to, mid, to be like, choice. at this point now that, and that Bond has this sort of thing where like right now, this is the most important woman who has ever existed in this universe. And it's because you are looking at her right now. And yes, this is part of my take is that I think if they were ever going to pull that off, they needed to do so by casting someone who was as opposite from the conventions of a bond girl as possible. Sure. 
And Leia Sadu does feel like she fits into a Bond movie. She has that weird steely, icy We, we can't let it get noticed. <laughs> We're not. My point <laughs> is... But you love her in the, the, uh, the, in French, the French Dispatch. French Dispatch, I think, is weaponizing everything story. that makes her, for me, a bad fit in the Bond universe, where yeah. it is, like, here's this woman who seems terrifying, mannered, artificially sort of closed off and cruel. Sure. And just constantly gives you these little peaks of her, her emotions underneath. Um, it's such a funny performance. Yeah. But there's like real emotionality behind it. Uh, yeah, I think she's great in that. Who else you got, Griff? Uh, Harry, uh, uh, Sansom Harris, uh, we can talk about when we get to okay. yours. And then my other one was Riley Keough in Zola. Who's, I, I mentioned this on my podcast the other day. That's a risky performance. Yes. That I think she, that I think she pulls off with a plum. But yeah. that is, could have gone pretty wrong correct yeah I, so she gets points for me from that yeah but i also just think she's an actor who kind of gets better I every love her. year I, I mean she keeps I on making interesting choices working with interesting directors yeah she went from being someone who i was just like what is elvis's granddaughter right. gonna play her in fucking movies right and there'd be all this hype around her and she'd show up for two scenes and you'd be like what is this you know yeah. magic mike a thing where she's like not bad but has two lines and you're like what are we doing yeah. here and then has just sort of like gotten better and better and better and better. And I think she's just got so much I fucking think she's a great actor. chaotic energy in that movie. You guys, let's all go watch Logan Lucky. Just great movie. Take a break. I watch we'll it. watch some Logan Lucky. Solid I've watched it regularly. The good movie. I watch it like nice twice a year. Years. Yeah. Who else you got? Those are my five. We're going to talk five. about Harriet Sensum Harris when we... Well, let me, yeah. let me pick up Harriet right now. Let's do it. Pick up Harriet. I got it right here. Yeah. In a movie that is all sort of these contained, <laughs> fascinating scenes... With performers swinging in, yeah, she is the MVP of supporting performers in yes. that movie. Yeah, that scene is bananas. I love Harriet Sampson Harris. We all know her from Frasier, right? Oh, she yeah, was BB, BB on Frasier. We yeah. all know her from Phantom Thread. A, a wonderful performance. I regret not having the courage to nominate that year because I was like, eh, is it too small of a performance? Which made me go, this year, even smaller performance. I have to fucking nominate her. She was always forever just that person who would show up on a TV show in a guest role and you're just like, we're in good hands for this episode. Mm. It has all the energy of the Cooper performance where you're like, I don't know what the next word out of this person's yeah. mouth is going to be. And they're talking quickly. Like, and, and she yeah. says every- no six times in a row and everyone <laughs> is so radically different. But I just saw someone tweet. I'm sorry, I'm not giving the credit here. I, I feel like it was another actor I right, follow. Right, right. Donald J. Trump Jr. Uh, yes. My favorite actor. Yeah. Uh, it was some character actor I follow sure. was saying just like that performance is so fascinating because every single choice she is making is so specific and yet you cannot figure out what it is. Yeah. It is so clear that she knows exactly what yes. is going on in this right. woman's mind, her history, her life, who she's talking to, what they're asking Audience her, why she's answering that way. Other characters don't. Right. Yeah. You cannot fucking figure it out. It's an incredible scene. It's such a funny scene. Do you remember her X-Files episode? Yes. Eve, yes, that the band Eve Six takes their name from. Yes, wow. yeah, she rules in there. She's great. She's always good. Yeah, she is always good. Yes. She's always good. She I feel like there's another thing I'm thinking of with her that I'm forgetting now. What is it? Well, Adam's Family Values. Oh, yeah, she's so funny in that. Yeah, her and uh, who was is it? Sam McMurray. Yes, is her husband in that? They're it both, is right. They're, yes, they're har- yes, they're yes. Sam McMurray. They're, they're Mercedes uh, McMad- McNabb's parents. Cool yeah. couple too. Yeah, yeah. Who else on your? I, I just the, oh, the, the, right. It's it's the, the the Wednesday Adams is like you know she's at that age where she can only think of one thing. Boys, <laughs> and she goes homicide. homicide which yeah, it's great. Anyway, yeah. All right. So I also had Ruth Nega. Mm. I had New York Film Critics Circle winner Catherine Hunter, 
one of those performances that only one person could have given, yeah, and it's right. her. Yeah. As the witches. In a way where you're almost like, who played this? Who has been playing this part for centuries? <laughs> right, right, right. Who else dared? Right. right. Uh, and like when you, you know, just an actress, obviously she's best known as a stage actress. She's this incredibly physical performer. She'd be like, who's been in lots of movies? She's in Harry Potter. I've seen her before. And it really feels like the Coens like summoned a witch. Who yeah. is she in Harry Potter? She is Mrs. Fig. Who defends Harry from the Dementors, his next door neighbor oh, who's been like a secret right, agent the whole time. Right. She's really good. She's yeah. a whole long scene uh, in the courtroom where she. In you know, Azkaban, in prison. No, in, in the Wizard of God. Oh. Uh, in the courtroom where Harry's. No, being in the, but in the movie in, in Prisoner yeah. of Azkaban. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's in um, Order of the Phoenix. Oh, okay. Order of the Phoenix. All right. Um, anyway, uh, she's really good. Uh, really great performance. I'm glad it got attention. Jesse Buckley is just. Kind of almost at that stage where I'm like, she's probably on my ballot every year. I mean, I nominated what back to back for Wild Rose, and I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, were those back to back years? I yes. have no sense of time anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I did nominate her because I haven't you watched haven't that fucking movie yet, and I'm guessing I probably would if I watched it. It's an incredible performance. Do you like Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter? You know, Lost Daughter. Fan? I'm not a Jesse Buckley person. I know. Disgusting. Well, I'll move on to someone we agree on. Yes, Mia Wasikowska, my yes. winner mm. for her so performance good. in Bergman Island. Yes. yes. Which she plays an emo fictional character in an emo movie, who falls in love with Andrew Samuelson. She's so wonderful. A performance I love. I don't love that movie. I I don't love you. uh, That's not true. (laughs) That's not true. You know that's not true. Um, She probably still even so made my ten. If I I liked that movie, she would have been a slam dunk. I love. I really like the movie. That winner takes it all scene is just a gorgeous piece of filmmaking. It really is. I really like Mia Wasikowska. I've got yes. no beef with her. Yeah. But I do think I had, I don't want to be rude, but like I just sort of gotten like, I was sort of like, yeah, I know what she does. Sure. What I, you know, I got maybe just right. kind of used to her. Like, sure. you know, like I know what she's going to give me. And she hasn't been in a lot of stuff recently. Obviously, you know, there were a few years where you were getting a lot of her, mm-hmm. you know, well, Alice. We went through P. the look she, yeah. she and Saoirse were in a, in a death match for a while. You know, In right, terms the, of the just like that particular type of Drop them from the ceiling, they'll crack kind of, you know, <laughs> right. porcelain doll performance. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, I just, I was so moved by her work in that movie. Joe. Yeah. I'm passing the torch to you. What else do I got? So, yeah. Who's um, your winner, by the way, Griff? I think my winner is Ruth Nagan. That's a good winner. Yeah. In my opinion. My winner is uh, is Polly Draper, uh, Naked Brothers Band. Your uh, winner is herself. Polly Draper oh, in Shiva Baby. I have seen she's Shiva Baby. astoundingly she's funny good in that in movie. movie. Every single thing she says in that movie makes me laugh. I think she just comes to play. She's throwing heat the whole time. It's from the second I saw that movie, I couldn't shut up about her. I thought she was just like, and again, it's a type, right? The hypercritical mother, everything is passive aggressive and whatever, but just like, She's a sniper in that movie, and she's just like picking off people left and right. It's a really fantastic. Owen. And she and Melamed make such a great sort of like uh, pair together. I love that movie. I thought that movie was so fantastic. Who else do I got? Tamara Dominchik. I mean, Lost Daughters kind of, I, I say I'm not a Jesse Buckley person, but like she's great in that movie, but like. Dagmara Dominchik to me is I another think one. You just like that you can yeah. say her name. Have you also ease. nominated her before? Am I misremembering? Well, you? before uh, pre Blankies, she had been on my ballot for a movie called Higher Ground that she okay. did that Vera right. Farmiga directed, where yeah. she plays Vera's like best friend. And of course, she most people now know her as uh, what's her character in Succession's name? Uh, 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 Carolina. 
Carolina, the uh, whatever, one of the one who's having the quiet affair with the uh, no, no, no. Carolina no, is no, the no. one who uh, you think at the beginning of the last season is has defected to uh, yeah, Kendall's yeah, right, side, right, and then yes. she gets gets out of the car and is just like peace out. Oh, is it? I mean, this was a pre Blankies year, but was yeah. it immigrant as well? Where you had her on your ballot? No, no. Okay, no. He's okay. I just know you love her. I do love her. Yeah. Also uh, married to Patrick Wilson. Nice work if you can get it. Hot. Uh huh. Um, like but yeah, years. Lost Daughter going on almost twenty years. Those days. yeah, she's pretty just, hot amount of time for those two hot people. Terrifying to be in this movie though. Every single like her, she's the only one who feels like uh, she is scary. Cole, she and Coleman have these like fantastic little like face offs together. You, you think she's gonna bring it all into the like? You're, she's gonna kind of bring the house down yeah. earlier when yeah. she's sort of interrogating her. Yeah, no, she's she's good in that movie. Yeah. That's a I would not have thought to mm. pick her. Mm. And then. Ariana DeBose, who I always talk about it, but I won't stop talking about it. She got her start on So You Think You Can Dance. She, she sure was did. eliminated first in her season on So You Think You Can Dance. And like the perseverance of that. I also saw her on Broadway in Bring It On, the musical, where mm-hmm. she is fantastic. Interesting. Um, I just, it's so it's one of those things where I see her and I just feel this like weird swell of like secret, uh, you know, like she's one of my people. You know what I mean? Like she's one of my, she's one of my So You Think mm-hmm. You Can Dancers. But also she's, killing it in that movie just that again you talk about somebody who that movie asks more of her than even if you've seen the original right where it surprises you the depths to which that movie requires her to go yes and she really carries it off yeah so so well the america number is the high point of that movie for me that's when i feel as in love with that movie as i wish i did for the entire is it because you can see my old apartment in the background of one of the it's that exact reason and i thought it was a weird oversight of steven spielberg to not do that in the other numbers yeah he should have done that i agree yeah you should leave here and go watch west side story right now streaming on hbo max (laughs) look i saw it again in theaters after we did our episode yeah but david you had a weird theater experience. I had a weird. I thought the theater was empty. It was empty. I was having a great time. And then, like twenty minutes, in, an old couple walked in and they talked through a lot of it. I just want to say, I want to say, I saw it a second time. Mm-hmm. I was in a very bad mental state when we recorded our first episode. It was right when Omicron was yeah. causing yes. nightmares. Watching it a second time, the highlights of the film became stronger for me, and my issues became stronger as well. I still feel pretty much at the same level of it, where there's stuff that I think is incredible, and there's some issues I have. Great movie. Who who else you got, Joe? Uh, Kirsten Dunst in Power of the Dog, who I know yeah, did get the Oscar yeah. nomination, but we don't say it enough how great she is. Dude. We kind of like for somebody who is as famous as she is and we as celebrated as she is, like we kind of still don't say it. God enough. love her. Yeah. God love Dunst. We yeah. all salute Dunst. Yeah, she's great. Um, I love Dunst. Yeah, I don't know. Is that it? Is that yeah. everyone? That's yeah. my five. Who's okay. your winner? My winner's Nega. 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 Yeah. Yep. Okay. Joe's winner is Polly Draper. Polly Draper. And David's winner is Mia Wasikowska. Mia Wasikowska. I don't know how you say her last name, so Wasikowska. I'm just sort of like throwing well, different English yeah. on it every time. Don't go by Meryl Streep because she totally went bananas on it. That one, Seymour that one Golden Philip Globes Hoffman. where she said, uh, she said, uh, Adapero Odebye, first of all, and then she said, Mia Wasikowska. Wasikowska. <laughs> There's more of that after this ad. David? Yes. I feel like I have to recuse. Original screenplay. Best adapted screenplay. Best original screenplay. Okay. The worst person in the world. That's Joachim Trier and Eskilvos. The French Dispatch. Mm. Wes Anderson. A story by Jason Schwartzman, Hugo Guinness, Roman Coppola. Mm. The Card Counter. 
Greater. Uh, Facebook. Uh, Tatan. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just I think it's just, yeah. Uh, pig. 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 It's about that pig. Pig, Which pig, is written pig, by pig, it's pig. it's written by the same guy. It's it's yeah. a written directed, right? Michael yeah, Sarnowski. I think it a co-writer. Yeah. Michael, Michael Am I wrong? No, 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 no co-writer. Well, even there's more a story given to Vanessa Block. Okay. Best adapted screenplay, what ended up being a real blank check category. Okay. My five nominees are The Matrix Resurrections. Sure. West Side Story. Yeah. The Last Duel. Benedetta. Power of the Dog. Four out of five nominees are. Or blank check movies we covered. I yes. see what wow. you're saying. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. But it, I, it just shook out that way. I mean, look, we had five movies this year from directors we've covered on the podcast. And yeah. all five of those movies were in my top 20 for and the they were year. Most, well, because they were mostly late Oscar season yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. Except for but old. I liked all of them. I mean, yeah, old, old, creeping on all my categories. Uh, only made the one. I mean, it is an adapted screenplay, of course. Who you got? All right. Original screenplay. I have Bergman Island. Me a handsome love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Petite Maman, Celine Siama. I still great, great haven't seen it. Don't come for another you will six love it. weeks. You will. I know, but I'm just it. like, I know. is that no. planned until April? I really, I really got mad at them about that. I actually, I actually got in like a fight with them about it. That's like too late. It's that not a count. 2021 movie. It's not. And I, and I, I defend the worst person in the world thing. You, I get it, but like you can't just. Uh, Red Rocket, Sean Baker, mm-hmm. and Chris. Blind spot. Embarrassing blind spot for me. Another inexplicable. How have I not it seen it? It is surprising you didn't get to it, but yeah. Uh, Shiva Baby, Emma Seligman, and the worst person in the world, uh, Joachim Trier and Eskel Vogt. Mm-hmm. And am I doing d- adapted as well? Mm-hmm. Throw them on. All right. Drive my car. Beep, beep. It's Rice Gay oh, Hamaguchi. Oh, right. Rice and, and, and it's, it's, and it's, it's Ta- Takamasa Oi. Thank you. Uh, Lost Daughter, Hong Maggie Kong. Gyllenhaal. Power of the Dog, Jane Campion. Mark, 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 Mark. Tick, Tick, Boom, Stephen Levinson. Tick, tick. <laughs> <laughs> and really we- good screenplay. West Side Story. Uh, Tony Kushner. Snap, snap. Yeah, there we go. Uh, my nominees are very similar to all of your nominees. In original screenplay, I had Licorice Pizza, Worst Person in the World, Card Counter, Bergman Island, and The Souvenir Part 2, which is, I think, the only one that wasn't on sure. one of your ballots. And in adapted screenplay, I had West Side Story, The Lost Daughter, Drive My Car, The Power of the Dog, and June. June? June. Oh, <laughs> um, I will also say that the blanky nominees in original screenplay were Licorice Pizza, French Dispatch, Pig, Worst Person, and Titan. And an adapted were Power of the Dog, Dune, Drive My Car, The Green Knight, mm. great piece of adaptation, mm-hmm. and yeah. West Side Story. Very good. Uh, yeah, the Tick Tick Boom, a late cut for me, and adapted. And it's, it's a, a good very bit of difficult adapting. piece yeah. of adapting. Yeah. It is I, by I the person who him. wrote Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Uh, which is so funny, but um, yeah, like very, a lot of crossover for all of us here. Yeah, I guess it's just obvious what the powerhouse screenplays are. I'm trying to think what I'm missing. Yeah, the Oscar nominees are all the movies we've talked about: Bakoda, King Richard, yeah, a really great screenplay called a uh, movie called Don't Look Up, and Belfast are some of the nominees we are ignoring. Uh, Coda, Coda really just didn't. Yeah, you're not a big Coda fan. Yeah, Coda is one of those movies I appreciated but i wanted to really fall in love with it and i didn't make it have either there. of you seen the french one no i asked my mom about it and she was like oh yeah the french one sucks <laughs> the french one it seems like even though it has the same basic structure right. it was more like people saw it and were like well this is like a very good framework for a movie yeah. that will work I, yeah i don't know anyone who i don't really know i'm said just cur- that it's yeah. good yeah because i watched i watched the american one and i was like maybe i'd like the french one 
Uh, well, anyway, Coda, not a nominee. Who are your winners, guys? Uh, my original screenplay winner is Worst Person in the World, and I gave Adapted to that dank, dank Kush West Side Story. That's my, uh, that's my Adapted winner as well, is Kushner. Incredible piece of adaptation. My original screenplay winner is Lean Siyama for Petit Mama. Hell yeah. yeah. Great screenplay. Just chilling. Chill. Beautiful piece of story construction. Yeah. I gotta wait another six weeks to see it. It is bull- it's bullshit. My original screenplay winner is going to be... Let me say adapted first, because I'm fucking doing it. Do it. I'm going Matrix Resurrection's best adapted screenplay. We rewatched it the other day for the commentary. It's a good movie. I just fucking the audacity of that film oh, yeah. uh, really uh, floors me. Mm-hmm. For best original screenplay, you had five nominees. I'm just I'm just trying to help you out here. I <laughs> yeah, I know. I have five nominees. <laughs> got five Where's nominees. French Dispatch card counter to ten. Pig. Uh, I am going to go with. Uh, the worst person in the world to spread the wealth. That was my winner too. But spreading the wealth on your ballot. Yes. Yeah. Not to tip I my understand. hand where things yes. are going. I understand. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I would have, right. Yes. I okay. don't right. need to say it aloud. Uh, yeah. A lot of good screenplays. A lot this of good screenplays. Not, not, these are not hot categories for me. No. No, it was actually really easy yeah. for me to fill them. I was just like, there are five yeah. obvious ones. That's sort of how I felt too. And, and I think like the adapted screenplay nominees for me this year were not. Well, right. Of course, that's adapted. They were like interesting works of adaptation. Yes. I feel like all five right. of those are like it wasn't very... just like a good script. That's oh, it's based on a book. Right, right. right. And the original. Right. Sp- I mean, Drive My Car felt deeply original to me, which you have not seen. But Drive My Car is probably in another very impressive piece of adaptation in that it is spinning like this piece of gossamer into a three-hour emotional a epic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, that's great. Should we do an acting yeah. category? A lead actor? Yeah, Let's do a lead. Best actor. All right. Out to present the award for the blankie for best actor. Actor. Mm. Adam Driver. Of course. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan who was mm. our first sweep. Yeah. Uh, all three of us. Remember Did, when we were just like, undoubtedly, that guy's we were gonna, excited about oh him. Oh, my God. Him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Delroy Lindo. Oh, that's, a, I mean, that's another cool one. Group of guys to get dinner with. Driver's another one who's won uh, for two different movies at Blankies. One, uh, Patterson for David yeah. and Marriage Story again. for this guy right here. Right. And I kept on sort of making him a bridesmaid and cutting him at the last second multiple years right. in a row. Last Jedi right. We all were guilty of that. Have been guilty of that with Driver one time or another. I Black think. Klansman, I almost put him in for lead and you objected. Yeah. <laughs> you punched me in the face. Okay. <laughs> my nominees that? for best actor yes. are Benedict Cumber. Batch. Wow, you really got 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 held up there. No, I was gonna make a <laughs> pronounce a funny, funny joke, and then I re- I was good to. Uh-huh. Who knows what you're gonna? Do. I was gonna we'll do Benedict never. Cumberb. Batch. Sure, sure. Glad Whatever. you didn't do it. I know. Thank God. <laughs> and I didn't I'm especially do it. glad we're still talking about. Yeah. It. Anyway, so Benedict Cumberbatch for the Power of the Dog. Oh, not Spider Man. Okay, fine. Oscar Isaac, the Card Counter. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage in Pig. Winkling. Vincent Lindon in Titan. Uh, Smash, smash. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, how do you make the a syringe sound? Like, yeah, what's a syringe? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Squinch, squinch. Yeah. Steroids, steroids. Yeah. Steroids, yeah. steroids. Uh, and Matt Damon for Stillwater. Great. A great Ooh, performance. Ooh, I have not seen that. Oh, sorry, movie. I'm sorry. Let me put on Trucker Hat. A great performance. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I love that performance. Late cut for me. Joe. All right. Uh, well, I should preface this by saying I bridesmaided Adam Driver as well for this mm. one. He was my close sixth place for, for, for a I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So my first Best Actor nominee is, in fact, Eric Andre for Bad Trip. <laughs> wow! Very good. Pause for her reaction. Good. Yeah. Very good. Wow! My griffiest pick of the year. Uh, Griffier than any Griffy pick. Truly. Yeah. Wow. It's one of those. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, Nicholas Cage for Pig. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. And Mr. Simon Rex for Red Rocket. Mm. Mm. Yes. So Garfield, also a late cut for me. I think that performance is tremendous, but he's gotten his Oscar attention. Garfield the Cat, also a late cut for me just Uh because he didn't do a movie this year. He didn't. He really fucked up. He He was so ready. Uh, Pig is a a Cajun pig, a great performance. I have some crossover. I have Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog. I have Oscar Isaac in The Card Counter. I have Simon Rex in Red Rocket. And then I have Hidetoshi, Nishijima, and Drive My Car. Yep. And Keanu Reeves in The Matrix Resurrections. I'm glad you put him in there because I it wanted was kind to put of him an in obvious there. one for me. And then I'll say the rewatch, yeah, which we did. I've watched it yeah. a couple times, but you know, which we just did for the commentary. I was like, he's really like it's his best performance in years. Yeah, I mean, I I think I nominated him for John Wick three. You might have. I think or you did. Two, one of them. Three is the one. Whatever I think the Parabellum one was, I which think is the other one where I you really did. yeah you did well and actually pretty cool of me, but. <laughs> We we watched Resurrections and we were like really fucking loopy. We had to record like seven straight hours that day. And that commentary went off the rails. I think also because we had recently done our longest episode ever talking so in depth about that movie. Yeah. But yes, David, rewatching it, I was just kind of blown away by it. I wanted to put him in there. I'm happy you put him in there instead. I gave it the screenplay nomination, even though uh, that doesn't uh, do Keanu any good. He's unbelievable in that movie. I did want to, yeah, you gave Last Duel a screenplay nomination, right? Yes. That's always a fun one when you get to get some actors in there. This right. Before Sunset nomination. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Damon double nominee for me hey, this year. Stillwater. What a performance. Maybe. What a movie. I mean, you and I always talk about dividing Damon performances into supporting versus lead, right? Yeah. Because he understands the different opportunities in those two and the different responsibilities of those two. I think that's his best lead performance ever. And it is really good in that movie. A performance where, on its face, if twenty years ago you told you were someone you were going to cast Matt Damon in that role, yeah, you'd go, "I will never buy him doing that." I don't care what he ages into, right? Mister Boston, Mister Liberal, sort yeah. of like oversharing his politics, accidentally being so woke that he says things that are retrograde. Yep. How does that guy play like weird, emotionally closed off? He's so fucking good in it. It's. I gotta unreal. see it. Yep. I gotta see it. My other nominees, Oscar Isaac, Card Counter, Nicolas Cage, Pig, uh, we, we can talk about further as we get into our overlaps mm-hmm. uh, there, and a kind of power to the dog as well. I guess this opportunity to talk about Vincent Lindon a little bit more. Love him. You and I have been arguing about this for about five months about whether he's lead or supporting. I mean, it hasn't been a consistent argument. <laughs> it's nonstop. <laughs> sure. During I episode mean, records, we're texting that, each he, other. He's obviously much. very dominant in the film once he arrives. Right. But yes, it's halfway the into the film. It yeah. is. So it's a fairly marginal, you know, you yeah. can sell me either way. Yeah. Right. I don't um, know where the Cesars put him. Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like, am I We wrong? are in constant competition with the Cesars. The well, fucking Cesars. The fucking Cesars. They um, gave Best Actress to the lady playing Celine Dion this year. You know yes, that, right? That's yes. Unbelievable. And they did nominate Vincent Landon in Nowhere. Well, then. Wow. wow. Yeah, then they that's can a, go that's no help. help. Yeah. Um, here's the major thought I had going through my head while watching Titan. I wish there were any American leading men who let themselves age this way. There yeah. is something about him where you're just like, that is an adult man on screen. He looks great. He got an incredible shape for that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just the shape of his body is not unreasonable. 
No. It is not unreal. He is not trying to look 35. The ways in which his skin has sagged are so fascinating. There's experience. There's fucking wisdom on that man's face. Yeah. That performance is just like... It's a sad daddy. It's... it's. It, can I say it is the most taut performance of the year? <laughs> sure. sure. Like, just looking at him, you feel tension yeah. at all times. Yeah. And the things that movie asks him to do are, like, almost impossible. Yeah. It's one of those performances where you have to buy that the person does not put together a thing that is not only obvious to the audience because we have all the information, but it seems apparent on so its face. It's visually yeah. obvious. This is not his son. Right. right. And towing these lines of, does he know, does he, is he in denial about it? Is he pretending he doesn't? Some know? mix of that. And yeah, and he looks like an old tractor. Yeah. Or something. You know, yeah. it's just like, uh, he really, you saw, you like to tan, right, Ben? You, I feel God. like you're leaning in on this yeah, one. You yeah, you kept telling me that I had to see it. Yeah. And I was like totally blown away. It's so visceral. That movie's punk as fuck. Ben, I don't know if you picked up on this because it is set up with the tan fucks a car. Yeah. No, I picked up on that. Yeah. And then has a little car baby. Yes. Which the baby looks like incredible. I'm like, I want to see what that baby turns out like. Mm. Beep, beep. Well, Titan too. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got it. But but no, I just like the last thing I'll say is the music Mm. is so fucking good. The um, lead actor is like so scary in it. Maybe we'll talk about her later. She might be on his side. Okay. Well, who else you got? Or is that everyone? Those were my five. Yeah, because the other ones I have overlap with you guys. Well, let's talk. Isaac Cage Cumberbatch. Yeah, I mean, Nicolas Cage is, you know, he loves that pig. He's great. He really loves that pig. Yeah, it's, I hate to fall into like the predictable sort of trap of just like, you know, the good cage versus the bad cage. And yet I can't deny that like every once in a while, because I'm like, I don't necessarily consider myself a Nicolas Cage person. But every once in a while, he'll throw something else, something like this out, and I can't, I can't fully walk away. See, it's so I'm good. very much a cage person. Yeah, I think you know the last ten years of his career when he got into like tax problems and he just had to make so many fucking movies is the first time yeah. where I feel like he started making movies that were boring to me. Sure, uh, he had made bad films before, but yeah. things where it didn't feel like he was putting his all into everything. And I think in that time, he has had some good Gonzo performances, which I love. And I always try to stay in good gonzo cage. It's not like I don't want to be the person who's only fucking awarding him. As you're saying, when he does the naturalistic thing, because he is someone who's capable of doing these things that other actors cannot do. Kick-Ass is a performance, for example, a movie I don't love, but I think is great gonzo weirdo cage. Sure, sure, sure. There are other examples like that in the last 10, 15 years. Pig, it's not just that he's doing a more naturalistic performance, because it's the weirdest naturalistic performance right. of all time. Like, even if you give him credit for it, he's low-key, he's understated, you know, he's sitting and listening to people and But whatever. it's not just that he, like, turned the volume off or whatever. It's just, like, it's, he's really, he's doing something The depth that. of feeling there is incredible. And he still yeah. is, like, I mean, he's doing shit where you're just, like, why isn't this guy taking a shower? And he's playing the energy of a guy who hasn't taken a shower in 15 years. But he, right. He's also, play, like, the whole thing in Pig is, like, he looks at you and he, he knows things about you yeah. that you don't know about yourself. Right, like, yeah. And that is very good use of Cage. He's my winner. Yeah. That he has, like, kind of wizardy powers. He's, he's, a good he's my winner. Yeah. yeah. He's great. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the Eric Andre thing, please. I it's one of those other was like I wrote a check that I had to cash. Essentially, mm. I watched that movie. What was it? Spring? I think it was a spring release. Yeah. It was whatever. When I when I watched that movie, I was kind of in my feelings about Borat a little bit. I didn't like Borat. I felt bad about not liking Borat. Am I not? You know, 
am I no fun for, you know, not liking Borat? And then I watched Bad Trip and I'm like, no, this is what everybody liked about Borat. I like about Bad Trip. It's just like, it's like, it's, and he pulls that off with, I mean, whatever, it's the Eric Andre thing, right? Where it's like this endlessly cheerful person who is probably up to something psychotic, right? And the way he sort of walks the people through these various sort of like pranks and set pieces in this movie. I think it's just charming, but also like deceptively difficult to keep people sort of like locked in on this wavelength. And I don't know. I just think it's tremendously funny. And he and Lil Rel are very, I think Lil Rel's really good in that movie. Um, It's a very funny, it's like, it's un, to me, it's an uncomplicated good time. And I really was looking for an uncomplicated good time when I saw that movie. Here's a big question for me. Yeah. Has the Academy not asked Lil Rel to host the Academy Awards, or does he not want to do it? Because it, it last year it kind of felt like this is sort of an obvious. He's at the exact he, he, right he, level he, of he fame. Can do it. Yeah, he's been in movies. He's funny. He's not so big that he's like it's not worth tanking my career to do right. this. I don't know. That's don't a good know. question. I don't know. It seems like one of those things where I feel like these days, and I think the three hosts are an indicator of that, is they don't ask people early enough. I think they the didn't get those thing is the ultimate example. They didn't yeah. get what Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena February. Gomez because know, they couldn't busy. book them because they didn't yeah, wait. They the, waited until right. the last minute. That's to ask the them. insane thing yeah. that the original plan was to have like three trios and then it became like three duos. And now it's like three unconnected people. entirely. right. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. What they're doing. I, mean, I feel bad for Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall. And I would Amy have felt because more, they're being set up for failure. And I would have felt more excited if they announced any one of those three people hosting on their own. Sure. They would have been slightly odd choices in this year. Sure. But I would have been more excited than the three where I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Who uh, else? Oh, and know? then uh, uh, Andrew Garfield. I mean, what a great year for him just in general. Yeah. But yeah. also that's a really tough assignment. To it get. is. I think people were ready to hate on that movie. I think that yes. movie was being set up to be kind of a punchline. People are over Lin-Manuel mm-hmm. for many reasons and whatever. And I think Andrew Garfield is one of those quasi Hathaway types where it's like, he's yeah. so willing to put on the show that sometimes you almost want to bully him. Right. To and have him play musical theater guy was just like recipe for punches. Right. But yeah. he pulls it off so well. I mean, that movie locked me in right away where I was like, cause I was not, I like a lot of musical theater, but I was not familiar with tick, tick, boom beyond the fact of it. I knew what it was, but that movie got me right away. And he's tremendous. Very good at playing annoying people. This is sympathetic. The thing. I think yeah. you were the one who said this to me, David, when you saw it and you were sort of surprised by how good it was. You went to one of the first screenings they had in New York before people had seen it. And you were like, the thing that's really, that he gets really right is he understands what's insufferable about this right. guy. Without, yeah. without sacrificing that right. you, you know, you're rooting for him. Right. 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 But you're also frustrated by him, which is the experience that he's trying to sell yeah. you. And, yeah. uh, He's so good in that movie. I'm a big Andrew Garfield fan, except when I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I didn't like his performance in Angels in America, which was like yeah. Tony winning and like highly acclaimed. And I was like, this is 10% too dialed up for me. Yeah. It's obviously supposed to be a dialed up performance. But, you know, then this year, God, Tick, Tick, Boom, I mean, I like, I like Tammy Faye more than most. And I he's, don't think he. Oh, I think totally that is. Works. I think he's really good in Tammy Faye. That is a really weird character in yes. that, like, they are kind of skirting. I don't think he's bad. He's not bad. Yeah. They're skirting a lot of the worst stuff of that character. Yes. They don't want to deal with it or they right. don't have time or whatever. Yeah. I don't really know what that decision was. And so he kind of just drops out of the movie. And like, but he's fine. He's, he's also just, it's funny how boyish he remains in basic 
energy, you, you know, which you kind of need to use to your advantage rather than sort of ignoring. Yeah. Anyway. Who, who else we got, Joe? Or I mean, you and I share Simon Rex, so we can sort of pivot to each other I for mean, that. It's look, what a success story. What a like look, what a story. It's a I mean, great story. I, I do think obviously Simon I mean, Sean Baker has this just sort of preternatural understanding of what's going to work in his movies and who's going to make sense in them and yeah. like he obviously just sort of had this idea of like Simon Rex should play this washed up porn star and like called him out of the blue and was like I don't have a script you know right like the whole story yeah. of it is script but like yeah so credit to Sean Baker yeah but all credit to Simon Rex not a person I've thought about much no in the last 20 years you haven't seen the movie, Griff. You're no, going to love it. I'm going to love it. I will say, and to pat myself on the back a little bit, when I was on the Vanity Fair podcast and we were talking about year-ahead Oscars, I did point this out. Mm-hmm. I was like, Simon Rex playing a ex-porn star, given his own you know, biography, could be a really interesting choice. And I, I mean, you think, David, you don't think about him much, right? And no. I'm realizing now it was almost 20 years ago, but I remember seeing a scary movie three and being like, why aren't people using this guy? Like yeah. he always just seemed a little better than whatever anyone was he asking has him the to live do. Live wire energy that yeah. is hard to replicate. Yeah. And Ben, have you seen Red Rocket? You absolutely. Would love it. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Ben took the mic out of the stands. <laughs> oh yes, I have. He, but he would not work if he was just this annoying right. guy who babbles a mile a minute. Simon Rex totally understands that that guy is clinging on to any semblance of like legitimacy or coolness or, you know, like the, he, he, that guy knows he is one like step away from yeah. basically just everyone never wanting to speak to him again. Like, but he can't help himself when he's talking and talking to him, but like, right. I mean, like he well, gets, you get the sense of this character that like, this is the kind of stuff he was able to get away with in the past. This is the kind of stuff that would let him skate by this sort of, you know, charming personality stuff that even, you know, you may hate me, but you love me kind of stuff. He's so specifically like his manipulation is so specific to someone who's lived in LA for a really long mm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, what a scumbag. Yeah. And like Ben says, while grinning year to year. I just, I mean, I love car. I love stories like this. I yeah. love like, it's just a simple character study of just this guy basically kind of just doing the same thing he's done. He's just resetting his life kind of again of where it all started in his hometown. Yeah. It's unabashedly just like messy and a little like, yeah, a little evil, a little fucked up, but yeah. a, a fun time. Yeah. It's a great movie. I love it. Did we talk about Oscar Isaac? No, I want to talk about Oscar Isaac. Incredible performance. Maybe it was sort of my runner up. I'm giving it to Nishijima. Okay. Um, but, but Oscar Isaac, my runner-up as well, by like a hair behind. He was very again? close. Oh, he okay. almost made my list. He's yeah, very I mean, yeah. it's just you and I were texting about it, David. But like, here we go. Finally, this is the guy we've talked about for the last five years. We've been waiting to come back, and it's not like he's been doing bad work. But it just felt like, well, this is clearly the dude of his generation, and then it feels like Adam Driver started taking all the parts for four actors of his generation. Sure. And Oscar Isaac just sort of disappeared for a little bit. You know, obviously demands of Star Wars and whatever. But, right. Uh, right. It was like, here we are back to basics. Give him just a real meaty script and a character study. Yeah. And let him look other actors in the eye. The scene where he tells the story about the best hand he's ever seen played. And he lays out all the cards and monologues it to Ty, Tyler Sheridan. And that's like a, 
mostly a oneer that sort of slowly mm-hmm. moves in on him. Yeah. It's just it's incredible shit. He's like he's our fucking he's the one guy who's got the the seventies Pacino thing. You know, he does. I mean, that's what he had in like my most violent year, of course. And right. People, and you're right. It's just been a few years of being like, I guess he's just been busy with stuff. I'm that is less interesting. Yeah, that's all. I never dislike him, but no. it's certainly that run of like. Lewin Davis into Most Violent Year into You're whatever you like, were just like here, here we is, go right, ready yeah, right yeah. Ex Machina I mean I yes, love him right. Ex Machina incredible love performance him. yeah um, I also had Nishijima am I the only person who nominated him it's just it, uh, he was on my runners up powerhouse slow boil performance yeah you know absolutely like has to nail the big emotional moment at the end of the movie does mm. like I don't know the actor really at all the movie doesn't work without him. Spellbinding stuff. Yeah. Keanu Reeves we've talked about, but I really do think it's such a self-aware, funny, yes. sweet, emotional, and the like, range. I mean, what you're talking about him, the yeah. the stages that character goes through the, that he gets to play comedy, that he gets to do his physical acting, that he gets to play really sort of low key drama, intimacy, uh, and be romantic as well. Uh, I mean, Cumberbatch. I feel like we don't have to talk about because we just talk, last yeah, week just on this feed we, we talked about for two. And it's a great hours. performance. Yeah, um, some cuts. I'm sure you guys have plenty you want to talk about too, but I'm sure I, I have a few. Have that many, maybe actually. not. I mean, it's a strong, it's a it's a top heavy. I do like both of the Oscar nominee performances that we did not touch, which are Denzel and Will Smith. I Same. Mean, I think Will Smith is good in that movie. Yeah, um, I, I, I think Denzel is fantastic in Macbeth. I agree. It's just, yeah, you know, I sort of wanted room for. I mean, look, like, it's also one of those things. Where, I really like his take on Macbeth is like this dude's tired. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I, I will say I often have a hard time connecting to Shakespeare and yeah. I felt like he brought me into it more than most actors I have seen in a really, really savvy way. It is this thing that is kind of unfair where I saw it and I was like, right, yeah, no, of course he's great at this. Like, you, you don't get excited about I it was maybe sort of as that, much. I, that's sort yeah, of how I was too. Is, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Damon in Stillwater. I'm a big fan of Don Cheadle and No Sudden Move. That mm-hmm. kind of like Oscar Isaac-y phenomenon of like, it's you giving a real performance. You're a good actor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Been a, been a minute. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another obvious one that I feel like I'm forgetting. Well, uh, Adam Driver in Annette. That's a Adam very, Driver's so good in that yeah. movie. That is a very committed performance very from an actor so. who yeah. defines committed performances. Yep. 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 Uh, but that is a throwing everything at the wall type performance. I do like it. Joaquin Phoenix and come on, come on, just what we needed, seeing him play a normal guy. What did you think of Dinklage and Cyrano? He was on a long I think he's good. I, I, think I, he I like that too. movie, but I'm more, more like it for the Joe Wrightness. Yes. Like all the, the same. theatricality. But like, I think he's totally good and I think they totally biffed getting him a nomination. Like, I think they easily could have. I think they could have too. I, uh, yeah. I have, I, I have a, one more I want to throw out who truly might have been like my six or seven. I, I It's, it's not, it's not quite a Vin Diesel award because I I do think he's very close. Throw it out. And and I will admit, this of course might be somewhat colored by sentimentality because of the events in between when I saw this movie and where we stand today. Oh but I also felt this way when I saw the performance. Bob Odenkirk is incredibly good in Nobody. I think that movie is a mess. I think if he gave that same performance in a movie that I thought was dramatically functional, right. he'd probably be a slam dunk five for me. I have not seen it. I have not yeah. either. Okay. So. Okay. I th- I think he's incredibly good to a degree that's almost underrated. And I think obviously the thing that everyone focused on was that he did all this training and he does all the fight choreography and all of that. Yeah. But I, I think it is kind of an incredible performance for a guy who I have always obviously loved and and say often. How I think early is, in the year was that movie? April. 
Yeah, it was, pretty, it was like it was one sort of, of the, in the first right, post-vax first, movies right, that I saw. Right, right. And, and I think that movie makes some incredibly stupid choices in terms of characterization. That fucked him over a little bit. But he is unreal good. And as we stand today in the present day, I just want to constantly show yeah. more appreciation for Pablo and Kirk, a Bob guy who it was scary to think about losing. Uh, any other cuts you want to shout out, Griff or Joe? Joe, that who was, was my your winner? Cut my winner is yeah, the other guys. Wow, yeah. David, your winner was Hitoshi Nishijima okay. in Drive My Car. Best actress. All right, out to present best actress. We have Annette Benning. Oh, the 20th century woman herself. Tony Collette. Oh, mm. the hereditary <laughs> herself. woman herself. <laughs> Carrie Coon. Oh, the nest herself. Rooney Mara. Oh, oh Carol herself. I don't know. Not, not she correct. Play Carol. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless. <laughs> and Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, the French champagne. <laughs> oh, the French. What is, I don't forget. I forget us. the character's name in Us. No, I know the oh, movie. I just well, don't remember. Oh, two fucking Well, characters. Red is the tether. Right. But, Why am I forgetting uh, her other yeah. character's name? Okay. My five nominees for best actress. Best actress. In a leading role. In a leading role are Jodie Comer, The Last Duel. Rebecca Hall, The Night House. One of your faves. Been talking up all year. Virginie Ifira. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Benedetta. Oh, sure. Yeah, this is my run of the names that I'm going to fuck up. Oh, here we go. Agatha Rossell in Titan. Yeah, is it Agatha Rossell? Uh, Yeah, anyway. Yes, the lead actress in Titan. And Renata Rensby? Renata Rensby. In the worst person. For the worst person person in the world. In the world. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right, mine are Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter. Look out. Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers. Look out. Look out. <laughs> Jansa Juricic in Quo Vadis Ida. One of those movies I need I know. to get around to. I've well, heard it's really good. And it was one of those that uh, rode the line between, a, is it yeah, last yeah. year, is it this oh. year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos Joe. and Renata Reinsva in The Worst Person in the World. Joe, you Nicole got some explaining to do. Out of you here. got some explaining to do. I had to do it. There's I, the door, I'm standing Nicole. by it. You got some explaining <laughs> to do. I think I said this to Griffin. I don't think that performance is bad on its own. I don't either. Level. I think it's actually good when it, taken it, on its own. In level. dealing with like the language of the screenplay and like, you know, it's being It's good such as a lead performance, performance in a Sorkin film. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just. Uh, yeah, I don't think it really makes any I, sense. I, I cannot. Uh, what, what is, what is the Tommy movie? Lee Jones line? I cannot sanction, sanction its buffoonery. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's like we all know Lucy Ball, Lucille Ball. And I'm like, mm-hmm. comedy legend. The movie's like, no, 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 no. Very persnickety boss. And right. I'm like, okay, that's it. Goodbye. Right. Woman who constantly lists her accomplishments. I feel like that's a justifiable take on the material. I genuinely do. Like, I. Joe. It's fine. I, it's fine. It's, it's I all right. No, I, I, know, look, I, I have. Mean, I have truly zero problems with her performance in terms of what she was asked to do i have problems with what the movie asked her to do and perhaps her casting as well but i think she did her job well great performance is she gonna win an oscar (laughs) or is she i kind of struggling you know whatever peaked a little too soon in the 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 chastain sag thing was interesting that is a performance i defend a lot yeah i mean no offense to the screen actors guild yes sure of which you are a member but they do vote like morons a lot of the time. So they can be tough as predictors. Sure. They often will make really strange I think winning what that did, yes. though, is right. that Emily Blunt, Best race, Supporting Actress, A Quiet Place. Look, right. Not a bad performance. Not a bad no. performance. <laughs> Just an odd winner. But a yeah. lead performance. No, also um, true. But no, I think what that did was threw that category into uh, anybody Further can disarray. win it. Just like yes. now, like the, the 
I think it's going to be so spread out that like the thresholds for winning that category well, is going to be. I'm wondering if it's Kristen Stewart became now. the it's, unambiguous least likely yes, to win. Right. Right. She's, she's the only one I can't see of that. She that's the why most I surprising. wonder if Coleman just I benefits Coleman. from the split. I've been right? saying for months yeah. that Coleman's going to win, and I'm standing by that. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. And it, she's just weirdly become like. It's funny that her Oscar speech was like, "This is wild. This is never going to happen again." And now she's become like the new Judy Dench. Yeah. She's just become, if she has a new movie, it's going to be an Oscar favorite yeah. because she's involved and she's going to get a slam dunk nomination. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. My nominees yes. are Renata Reinsman, The Worst Person in the World, Alana Haim in The Crush Pizza, Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter, and Rachel Ziegler in West Side Story. Uh, Ziegler, a late cut for me. Yeah. Luminous. Paula Beer and Undine, a cut yeah. for me. That mermaid. Incredible performance movie that fucking rips. Uh, Chastain was a shortlister for me. That's of the Oscar-y performances uh, of the year. That's the one that I like. I think those are really real cuts. Kristen Stewart was a close cut for me. I really like that performance. I really like that performance. I love Case, too. I struggle with that movie. Um, Rachel Sennett in Shiva Baby. I did love Shiva Baby. Yeah, surprised that didn't make it considering you gave Shiva Baby other love. Yeah, I in do fact, love that you know movie. what? Actually, maybe kick Hitman out. Puts yeah, gets it out in there. Standing by it! Is she your winner? No, no, she's not my winner. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. All right. Oh, calm whatever. down. Uh, Tilda Swinton in Memoria. That's a cut for me. That's I could. I, I imagine. I Honor kind of Swinton was surprised Byrne. that you didn't. That I, she she didn't was in it. and out. I don't That's know. That's a blind spot for me that I feel no embarrassment about because no. fucking stop making this movie so difficult to watch. It came out a week <laughs> that cases were up and I was just like, it I don't feel come, like yeah, going we out this We were in the worst that possible was, city to live that in was, when that right. movie. Screwed them over. I know. Yeah, yeah. And there was a moment where I had a stream streaming link to it and I was like, I'm going to wait and hope that it circles back around and it fucking didn't. I watched it on a streaming link. I wished I hadn't, but I did. Yeah. Uh, it's a very good movie uh, whenever it comes to town, yeah. uh, if it ever comes Look, to town. I was fine with their plan if they actually fucking did Well, it. there was this Omicron variant. I'm aware. I think they just don't know what but to do. But then at that moment, they should have just gone like, never mind, cute idea. <laughs> I, look, I don't. Yes, Rather it's, than it's, do, yeah. they're just doing neither. I don't know. I don't know. What's going I don't know. On I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Uh, Honor right. Swinton Burn is a cut for me. Sure. Mm. Souvenir part two. But do you have any other cuts? No, I think those I'm were the ones that. I mean, if I've got anyone else. It was a very good year for Morph- uh, Morphid for Clark in St. Maud, a very late cut mm. for me. Oh, yeah. She's really good. loved that performance. That's a good point. Vicky Creeps in Bergwin Island, quite good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love Creeps. I mean, always. Creeps, I'm always creeps. pro Creeps. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll shout out Annabelle Wallace and Malignant. I, I think I, I, it's another a very one, challenge. Yes. You know, big challenge. She's being thrown there, and she's really good. That, I that love, is a case. If I didn't have five nominees who were that strong, I would have pushed Annabelle Wallace in for the chaos of it. I still, I love Malignant. I str- I go back and forth between thinking, is that a great performance or is James Wan really clever for casting somebody who can only give a certain level of, you know what I mean? Just like, I, I feel like the casting mean. in that movie is part of the lulling the audience into where he wants you to be. Yes. He's yeah, but- casting that movie like it's a B movie. He's casting that he movie is. like it's, trash but not I, like, which is not to say that Annabelle Wallace is trash but like no. he's casting yes. that movie as if it's a lower tier yes film yes I, I think she's incredibly good in that film and I think you, you I'm a fan it, it requires an actor with a very non-conventional understanding of what a performance can be to pull that off you but, have to give her credit for intelligence for yeah. that yeah let me give you the blankie uh, 10 oh, yeah. in lead performance number one Alana Haim then Nicolas Cage Benedict Cumberbatch, 
Dev Patel, who I didn't shout out, but I love that performance. In the yeah, game, right? I mean, it obviously falls a little bit into our uh, past guest sure. movie. Sexy, sexy, though. Yeah. Rachel Ziegler. Not Dev, but Larry. Yeah. Well, right, David Larry, Very handsome man. Uh, Rachel Ziegler in West Side Story. Jodie Comer in The Last Duel. Mm-hmm. Renata Reinsva. Simon Rex. Kristen Stewart. And Andrew Garfield. That is the 10 from the Blankies. Okay. I want to say, because you just brought it up again, I'm very surprised uh, Jodie Comer didn't make your list as such a big Last Duel defender. I think, love like... That movie. That, that movie, like, in many ways hinges on her being able to pull off that last third. She rules. I love Jodie Comer. She rules. And, and like, fucking Free Guy is one of those things where she d- gives I've that movie so Free much Guy. more than that movie deserves. I, sh- I will now finally be watching Free Guy now that it is streaming on HBO or whatever. Right, it's yeah. Technically a free watch. It's an Oscar you. nominee, so I do have to watch yeah. it. So. Uh, oh, look, there you go. I, yeah. I don't have Best much picture? love. Yes. Right. I don't have much love for Free Guy. No. Yeah. But it is one of those things where you're just like, this is a, a sheer no, charisma. I've heard similar, right? Uh, pulling up on yeah. a pretty superficial character. Mm-hmm. She really does a yeoman's work on that. And then a last duel is just the whole movie hinges on her perspective and her being able to play these very subtle differences in mm-hmm. incredibly difficult scenes, which she does uh, beautifully. Uh, an incredible performance as someone who doesn't watch a ton of TV and didn't watch Killing Eve, I think it also knocked Very me out Killing more. Eve. Right. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. She was, was a little more a total shock for you or yeah. whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Who's your winner? My winner would be the drum I've been banging all fucking year, it feels like, even though it's only been six months or whatever. Rebecca Hall in Nighthouse. You love that performance. An incredible performance that may be one of the best depictions of grief I have ever seen. It is stunning. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. There's the scene where they, she, uh, what's her name? Sarah Goldberg from Barry is yeah. her friend. Yeah. Uh, she's a school teacher. They invite her out for drinks. She's been grieving from the uh, suicide of her husband. And this movie is so attuned to that weirdness of trying to treat someone who's gone through something very traumatic as if they're normal. Yeah. Like, we're just going to create a sense of normalcy for you rather than constantly grieving around you. Right. And how quickly that person can hijack the situation, make it uncomfortable for everyone else. Yeah. So they're trying to tiptoe around stuff. Someone asks her a question. She gets into it and she starts making overly casual jokes about the horrible things she's been living through. Yeah. And it's that thing where her not being sad about it is more disturbing to everyone else around her. Right. It's not her only scene like that in the movie, but it is a thing I don't think I've ever seen an actor perfectly capture yeah which is that weird angry humor coming out of like yeah absolute depths of despair that becomes so unnerving to everyone else around them an amazing performance by by someone who had quite a year when you also look at passing you yeah. and also she's my four-time freckle face of the year <laughs> yeah. so i've been waiting to make and, and for whatever it's worth would have been my the casting choice for who should have been uh the fucking lace to do part in the last two bond movies oh I'm like, that's Very the version of that movie that. that maybe works for me. I think what he has to do is great in No Time to Die. I mean, n- nothing Inspector performance-wise yeah. completely works for me. Right. It's tougher to argue for yeah. Spectre. I mean, I could bring Joey Sims on here, and he'll give you a Spectre rant. He likes yeah. that movie. Well, okay. And then my okay, other three are Benedetta Tatan and Worst Person in the World. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Benedetta extensively on that episode. Sure. Uh, Virginie, incredible. Uh, and and talk about another, like, bizarre, almost Simon Rexy like... Yeah. How did you see that there? Mm-hmm. Someone who was mm-hmm. primarily a television presenter and a weather person who then became sort of a celebrity, yeah. but not taken seriously as an actress, given this incredibly good supporting role in L, but 
playing a very opposite character what she does in this, and mm-hmm. she just fucking attacks it. Yeah. And uh, Titan is a, a, you. It's like, I mean, she sort of gets the spot that I w- would have wanted to push Annabelle Wallace for, of just like yeah, physical commitment, energy, yeah, yeah. weirdness, yeah, definitely. But but another person who had no previous acting experience was a dancer, discovered on Instagram, and wow. it was like a Excuse year me. spent on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that performance. Yeah, yeah. I know that movie is polarizing. I really love that performance. Uh, same. Uh, and I imagined we'll talk. She's my winner, Renata Reinsfeld. Yeah. Marry yeah. me, yes. Renata. Uh, that is yeah. a movie you pitch. You want to remake Marry Me. Yeah. Yes. I'm holding up a sign yeah. at the Cannes Film <laughs> right. Festival. The cutest person in the world. A luminous performance. Yes. And I, I have nominated a lot of luminous performers this year because Alana Haim and Rachel Ziegler are similar where I'm just like, Oh my God, the personality jumping out of the screen. Like three like, star is born. Right. right. And it's like, lightning it in a bottle. Magic. Right. right. Is it specific? But like, directors who have very much keyed into specific star qualities of these three people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then the other two nominees I have are Cruz and Coleman, who are just like yeah. very, very, very good actresses giving powerhouse performances yeah. like that demand a lot of them. I'm I love Cruz. Think- that movie confused me deeply. Sure. I, I like it as a movie. I think it's it's a star vehicle for her. I was really into anything. it the last 20 minutes and then I went, I have no idea what the fuck this is. <laughs> and it's not like there's a weird twist. It's just no. the movie kind of goes off in an odd cul-de-sac and then about, stays there. It becomes about a thing you weren't didn't weren't really it was thinking not it was the thing I was about. most interested in. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. But like she's somebody I also think I think there's a chance she could win the Oscar too. Like I that's really one. think that that's not out of the question, and that would be amazing. Mm. Yeah, I think she's great. Olivia Coleman uh rules. My winner is actually Yansa Juricic for Quovadis Ida. Wow. Which is a movie I saw because it was up for foreign language film last year, but it didn't get a release in the States until mm-hmm. after the Oscars. Uh and so this is one has been sort of in my back pocket for a while. Okay. And it was one of those movies where it's just like it's hard to be like, can't believe nobody saw Quovadis Ida because like where were you like mm-hmm. where were you gonna see this movie? And yet I want more people to even though it's very harrowing it's mm. a, especially now in like the geopolitical times we're living in now to movie a, a movie about like the bosnian uh, you know the war in yugoslavia and whatnot sure. it's just like there's a lot of stuff but she's so really fantastic and just sort of commands that movie and she's incredibly sympathetic and and sort of goes through a lot in it and she plays the uh the sort of mother a wife and mother or, uh, as who is also an interpreter okay for uh you know the the government in the city that is being occupied and she has to try and get her family out while also remaining to do her job and it's very tense but she's she's really incredible in it i need to watch that movie yeah yeah uh who's your winner joe that's her that's her. oh yeah right yeah okay do so you, or have you have you said everyone that was my yeah, yeah. sorry yes okay renata is my winner uh, we've done. Renata was the only one all three of us shared. I, I believe so. so yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. how do you not? Yeah. No, I agree. Back to the blankies after these messages. David. Yeah. Relationships take. Baby, it's the blankies. All right. Well, before we get to director and picture, yes. Mm-hmm. Are there any other awards we want to talk about? going to be a simp for directions that this is about to go in pretty much okay but just kind of absurd to not nominate french dispatch in every craft category 
And I, I think know. even the people who are cold on that movie. I know. It's so good. Very strange. Very strange. I don't know what happened there except that it's happened before. The only one of his movies to get any Grand nominations Budapest. outside of screenplay right. or animated film is Budapest. And otherwise, it is bizarre that he never gets costume, he never gets art direction, he right. never gets Especially cinematography. With, yeah. like, or I guess score. Music's the only other place. Right, but like, right. like Moonrise Kingdom, yes. only nominated for screenplay. Royal Tenenbaums, famously only, only nominated for screenplay, right. bizarrely. Obviously, because right. Gene Hackman was the craziest thing uh, in the world. Uh, sure. Life Aquatic, Goose Egg. But that's the, yeah, yeah. Life Aquatic, these, anyway, I don't know what it is. Because it felt like Grand, uh, Grand Budapest, finally the breakthrough. They're going to recognize that every year you're going to have to fucking put his movies sure. in all these categories. Well, that's why a lot of people thought the French Dispatch was like a front runner a year ahead of time in terms right. of like, this could be like a big Best Picture contender. It was going to open at Cam, yeah. all this sort of stuff. And it's, I think a lot of with Wes Anderson is almost like, who's getting to it first, who's setting the tone on what the yes. reaction to it is. And he's such a particular filmmaker that it, like, if you're not on his wavelength, you're really not on his wavelength. Well, and I'm going to talk about this movie more, but I do think that is a movie that perhaps is not best seen in a film festival setting. I mm -hmm. think that was not the right way to introduce that movie. Uh, but here's, I want to call out a specific one that I think people aren't talking about. Watching movies second time, I really keyed into I'm sorry, what were you saying? I said Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Don't talk it, was about a, it was a joke about a the content. And that's, go ahead. That's for the kids. It's a moment we think is going to go viral. That's why we cut it. <laughs> right, exactly. Hashtag in content. Yeah. David had to make that joke. Visual effects in French Dispatch. Wonderful. Okay, because that's a movie that costs like $20 million. Yeah. And whatever it was, almost 20 years ago, uh, uh, Life Aquatic costs like $60 million. He insisted on building the whole build fucking cost of fortune and, right. and all right. this sort of stuff. Yeah. And you watch French Dispatch, and I don't know if there is a single shot in that movie that is not some sort of digital effect, but yet he makes that entire movie feel entirely handmade. And so much of that is that essentially every single shot in that movie is some sort of weird collage. He is no longer building extravagant sets. He's working very thrifty and very fast, building only a piece of it and then using models and matte paintings and digital effect. All these things to stitch it together. Where you have these incredible vistas, you know, these incredible detailed, layered, nuanced environments, these immaculate frames uh, that feel very analog. And it's a kind of movie where the digital effects are pretty invisible. And then you have sequences like the thing where he has like the frozen in time people on wire shit where it is actually practical. Yeah. But yeah, that movie fucking rules. Another movie I think deserves credit in craft categories is uh, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. I mean, I love that movie. Great movie. We haven't talked phenomenal. about it yet. What mm -hmm. a great movie. Yeah. Uh, it does look phenomenal. It looks good. Yeah. Like, and it could so easily have looked like a cheap piece of shit. Yes. You know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's a comedy that has some actual fucking scale to it. Do you have cinematography nominees? I didn't write that down. I did write down, I have five uh, voice performance nominees. I love a voice that performance That I jotted nomination. down. Yeah. I got Olivia Coleman in Mitchell's versus the Machines. An outstanding mm. voice She's performance. Mm. So good. Yes. Jessica Darrow from Encanto, who is uh, the the Which surface surface pressure, uh, the older sister, a really fun, uh, really song. great, okay. really mm -hmm. great uh, performance. Jack Dylan Grazer in Luca, who mm, I think very is good. really really good. Yeah, and that movie it rips. Hey, fishy boy. I yeah, I, whatever, Luca. Yeah, go ahead. Cute little fishy boy. I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but Hebe uh, uh, Hebe Griffiths. Uh, the baby in Annette, the singing voice of the baby in Annette. Oh, Annette. And baby my Annette. best voice vocal performance is the guy who keeps going, baby, baby. Annette. Yeah, that's true. Baby I should have looked up that, who that is. And then uh, 
uh, Stephen Sondheim for a voicemail in Six Feet Boom. <laughs> look, well, look we're going to talk about that in Putters and Murmurs <laughs> as well. Um, I, yeah, do you, my animated film of the year is definitely Mitchell's versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which I think is a really great movie. But I, you know, Flea is obviously very good. Flea to me is like a triumphant movie. It's good as a feat of animation, but Mitchell's versus Machines is this really innovative bit of animation. Like yeah, where it's, it's like got all these animation. different styles that are mixed together and all that. Like okay. as yeah. animation, it's also, kind of astounding. Katie Mitchell confirmed blanking. You absolutely oh, yeah. shout out Katie Mitchell. And that's a good performance, Abby Jacobson. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like I know you like Luca. I love I like Luca. Luca. Luca really love grew for me a second time. One of the great last shots in an animated movie is Luca. Yes, and also a movie where, especially watching it a second time, really unlocked for me its power being in how modest it is. Yeah. I think it is somewhat radical to make a film that is sort of that emotionally and, and narratively small scale and is comfortable with that. And it does feel like, I feel like anytime there's a movie that has a little bit of that wistfulness in it, people jump to say like American Ghibli. Sure. But that is a movie that actually feels kind of Ghibli-esque in its size and its concerns and its focus on the inner lives of its characters. Really I will s- I'll say this. Yes. I like Luca. And you probably haven't seen it yet, but Turning Red, which is about to come I out. I can't wait to see Turning Red. It's so good. Really? It's the best thing Pixar has made in years. Fuck. And really? Yes. When did you and watch it? Yesterday. What? What? And uh, kind of blows Luca out of the water. But I don't wow. like Luca as much. I, I really wanted to love Luca because I love Italians riding around Vespa yeah. and all yeah. that. And I, for some reason, was sort of like... I'm too many Italians. But too many Italians, of course, the, my, my famous uh, anecdote. But uh, yeah, my animated film. I, I, I liked CryptoZoo as well, but it mm. kind of, you know... CryptoZoo is one of those ones where it's like, look at. cool idea and it's like, it's, inter- it went it's on different, and on. but yeah, yeah. yeah. I am I, I saw a very interesting animator. The yes. Encanto performance that really jumped out for me was really uh, like Diane Guerrero. Oh, as uh, as um, uh, plays Isabella, Isabella, the perfect older yes. sister. I think I everyone's think. fun in Encanto. I love. I really love Encanto. I like, like that house. I really I see love that movie. Yeah. Um. All right. What are some other? Uh, well, cinematography. Yeah, I had Power of the Dog, Spencer, West Side Story, Dune, and The Green Knight. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. you know, whatever. I jotted down because it's a such a big uh, musicals year. I did write down five choreography nominations because okay. I feel like Whoa. choreography is one of those categories that should be at the Oscars, it should, but are yeah. not. Cyrano for its little interludes into that sort of very sort of beautiful kind of yeah, like waltzing uh, choreography. In the Heights, the uh, ninety six thousand number in the pool, especially West Side Story, and then I went kind of weird for the last two. I put Malignant for fight choreography. I mean, it's really good. The yeah. fight choreography in Malignant's the best yeah. thing I've seen yeah. in yeah. quite a while. The scene in the prison, in, in the, the police station. Yeah. yeah. Did you read the interview with Nicolas Cage where he's talking about how he's going to play Dracula in the Renfield movie? And they were like, what are you pulling from? And he's like, I got really excited by Malignant. That's the yeah. first movie and new movie to give me ideas in a mm-hmm. while. That's very promising. That's very promising. Yeah. And it's not really a group dance uh, number and I know it's not yeah, everybody's favorite but Katrina Balfe dancing in Belfast no, is I mean, the that's, best part that's of that that's some movie. sexy stuff it's, that's, that's the whole thing yeah. so I'm like wonderful. get this kid out of here <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit yeah. right. well I've stolen some sweets I yeah. don't care I'm right. also like maybe get the older people out of here maybe also yeah. get Jamie Dornan out of here oh, maybe I, let me just I watch like, her dance I like what Dornan is doing but yeah the, uh, that movie's Balfe is it's fine it's fine I'm not even saying that like condescendingly. It's fine. I, I was so that, ready yeah, to love that movie. Yeah. I yeah. was like, just 
My mouth is open. Stuff the ham sandwich right. inside. <laughs> you told me like that the most damning thing in the world is that that movie couldn't make me cry, and I couldn't have been I more buttered so up. Shy. That's yeah. what you told me after That's watching. True. Score. Do you guys have any favorite scores? Obviously, I have Johnny Greenwood, The Power of the Dog, yeah. yes, and Hans Zimmer and Dune, who are Oscar nominees. Annette obviously had a very expansive, interesting score by the yeah. Mayels. I really love Johnny Greenwood Spencer score. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I thought was kind of ignored because they all went to dog. I really loved Daniel Hart's Green Knight music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some other nominee, the Blankies nominated Dune, Power of the Dog, Annette, Spencer, Encanto. But they also had the French Dispatch, lovely score, Green Knight, West Side Story, Licorice Pizza. Well, it yeah. doesn't really have a score, but whatever. Uh, no Time to Die. Licorice Pizza has a little bit of score. Very, Very little. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah. with Johnny Greenwood. Yeah. I don't know. Any other scores you guys liked? I didn't jot down scores specifically, but like um, the, yeah. the, the Spencer score, I think it was one. I agree with you that like, it would have been nice if that had been sort of a resurface. My favorite score of the year was on TV. Actually, it was uh, the station 11 score that Dan Romer. Mm-hmm. We should listen to that. I love score. Dan Romer's score. It's yeah. a phenomenal score. Um, I just want to give out a word here. I'm just looking here. Biggest, reddest dog goes to Clifford, the big red dog. Upset. Mm. All right. Yeah. Know, but drive my car. If you think about it metaphorically, it's a nice red dog. He's <laughs> a nice big red dog. I could do biggest, reddest creature and then turning red would be an early front runner for next year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big. If, if I want to make an evergreen she category. She That's gets the big. thing that's sort of underrated. Like, she gets she really turn into a regular Red Panda. No. She's like a 10 foot tall. Yeah, red that's Panda. cool. That fucking rules. Uh, great movie about horns. I wanted uh, some spillover room for supporting actress, so I created a category that is best performance as a witch or ghost. Okay. Which is, is where, a Ben category. Uh, I know. I don't, I don't want to step no, no, on no, any no, toes no, or ahead, anything like ahead, that, Ben, ahead. but uh, Catherine, this is where Catherine Hunter for Tragedy of Macbeth mm-hmm. shows up for me. Uh, Charlotte Rampling in Dune as a, as a Bene Gesserit who is Part nun, part witch. I feel like mm-hmm. there's Absolutely. a. No, she's yeah. a witch. Sure, yes. This basically the reason I created this category is because I wanted to, to give something to Sarita Choudhury for uh, Green Knight. Incredible, who is not role. in that movie Incredible enough witchcraft. to really crack. The I thought about actress. it, and I was similarly yeah. like, it would be maybe a bit it would of a be stretch. a stretch, but yeah. like Sarita Choudhury. By the way, have you guys seen After Yang yet? No. Oh yeah. I don't want to spoil much about After Yang, but it begins with opening credits yep. in which every member of the cast does a dance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And her. It's one of those. I sat down for the movie and I was like, I know Colin Farrell is in this. I don't really know anything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you're seeing almost every cast member in this opening credit sequence mm-hmm. before you meet them in the movie. And when she pops up and pops off, it's amazing. It's spellbinding. She's you so almost want to jump out of your seat. Yeah. You're kind of. It's like, great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, an actress who's great in Hologram for the King, a movie yeah, I've now movie decided I'm going to make a running bit of bringing up as much as I can. I love Sarita Chopper. Yeah. Same. Jennifer Ely and St. Maud, which is not really fitting the category exactly. Whatever. She's sort of she like, counts. Yeah. She's scary. And then maybe finally. Maybe she's the devil. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, we kind of know, but maybe. And then Timothy Spall and Spencer, who I genuinely believed was dead for most of that movie. I mean, yeah. I like that performance. I do, I do too. No, just me. The, like, yeah. the, the shining of it all, yes. right? Uh, yeah, like, they're yeah, just like, yeah. it's, it's just like, are you, is this guy dead? Is he maybe no, dead? No, he's definitely yeah. got like evil bartender from the shining yep. energy. Now, in that movie. Yeah. I feel 100%. like both of you at different points in the year. Throughout predictions of performances, you thought might qualify for putters and murmurs. For I me. mean, to me, there's I a know. runaway winner. There was, look, for me, there's one that I saw the second it showed up on screen. I went, this has to be it. Look, again, I wish the car from Drive My Car counted, but it's not really a putter. That for thing rides smooth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sorry. It's not like Goofy's jalopy. There's, I don't think it's the one that either of you predicted, okay. but there was one where when it popped up on screen, I went, this has to be it. Can I hear your predictions, Bob? My winner for Putters and Murmurs is Bradley Whitford and Tick, Tick, Boom. 
that this is what you told me. Outrageously puttering and murmured. That's a great one. All murmurs. Yeah. Yeah. Who is your putterer? I mean, as soon as I saw Pig, I sort of jotted down Nicolas Cage as an early favorite. Certainly. And I feel like you said to me, like, is that a case where someone could win Best Actor and Putters and Murder? I think I texted you that. that The Turner. Um, Not a movie that I liked, but I thought uh, Mark Rylance in that movie in Don't Look Up is uh, a classic well, he's Archetype. murmuring. It's, it's a, a But it's almost more of a grumbles and mumbles. He, well, he's, he's got a lilt, though. Right. I mean, of course, yes, grumbles and mumbles, which was, there's also mumbles and muffles and stuff, stutters and stammers and glowers and frowners last year. Yeah. Jesus well, Christ. apparently we also gave a best supporting thermos performance. To <laughs> oh, Halloween. Halloween, of course. Yes. Yeah. That was a tough category last year. Actually. I had a couple. Do we have one this year. Is there a good thermos? No, I can't think of one. <laughs> I, I jotted down Best Whispers and Shushers, which is uh, uh, Adasa as Dolores Madrigal in Encanto, oh, who mm. whispers her way through yeah. that movie. Yeah, I love that character. Uh, Croakers and Lurkers was Catherine Hunter in The yeah, Tragedy of Macbeth. Perfect. Hunchers and Strutters, which is my uh, John Magaro in Many Saints of Newark as, uh, <laughs> as Silvio Dante. That performance Give, is the most unhinged performance the most of the unhinged year. performance of the year. Yes. It's why why in the world did you feel like you needed to give Silvio a signature walk? And it's yet, like he watched The Sopranos through a telescope. Yeah. Or something, right? I'm like, what what do you think you are but, doing? But the wrong well, end I, of a telescope. Yes, I spent right. half the movie being like, who is he playing? And right. I was like, what's going he's on? He's supposed to be Silvio? Like, wait a second. It's amazing. Like, incredible. Um okay. and then who, finally okay. clangers and whistlers for uh the pipes in the humans. Okay. Oh, great pipe work in the humans, by the way. The humans is about these uh these kids yeah uh, the daughter of a family is throwing thanksgiving in her new apartment which she's just moved into so it's empty and the apartment is kind of like haunted in a new york city way where like there's a lot of bangs and weird groans and noises and you're like is this just neighbors in the pipes or are we about to die like kind yeah. of weird it's the energy. only new york city movie that ever made me feel like i shouldn't leave new york city <laughs> it's 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 got it's got an intense energy yeah. griff yeah. who is your My runaway putterer runaway putters it's a small performance but it's almost like a skill Peace kind of win. Yeah. Stephen Root in the tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, very good. Someone who was able to, with less than five minutes of screen time, successfully putter and murmur his way through Shakespeare. He does putter so well. While being coherent. And look, obviously, one of the all-time great putters and murmurs when he wants to be. Yeah. Right? But the fact that he was able to do it with that material. Yeah. And not bard, at the expense of the movie. Yeah, the them, that movie came in late, but you're right, you're yeah. right. I loved Sondheim, but it was, the second that performance came on screen, I went, I'm in love. This you haven't, Putters and Murmurs you haven't seen my number one Putters and Murmurs, though. And Which I'm is? interested to see Brenda Deese, Dice in uh, Red Rocket, who actually has just oh, recently just passed died. Away. She is a good Putter and She's the, the mother-in-law uh, in Red Rocket, and it is classic Putters Look, and Murmurs. I want to remind people that 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 first year where all three of us gave Michael B. Jordan best actor. Yeah. My close number two was Ian McKellen and Mr. Holmes. Right, who originated this program. And I felt so bad that I was snubbing him that I gave him putters and murmurs as a consolation prize, a thing that has now just become an ironclad. That's history. Must address it. That's history. Right. Yep. I track it throughout the year, Griffin. I we keep all on the list. I'm yeah. trying to think of some other ones. Okay. Jada Pinkett Smith in The Matrix Resurrection. Yeah. Yep. She yep. putters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rufus Sewell and old he yes. murmurs. Now there's not a lot of puttering. No, no. but he murmurs he does. a lot. True. Yeah. He does. The fish dad in 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 not the fish dad. The uh, the human dad in Luca, sort of. Is he's a, more of a mumbles and grumbles. He's a mumbles and grumbles. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sean Harris in the Green Knight 
murmurs a lot. Yeah. He doesn't really putter. He's stationary. Yeah. Sits. Yes. Right. Sits and murmurs. The puttering is sure. really important. It, it is. is important. It is. Important. You need the physicality of <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I guess those are the main ones. Because if we if we lose sight of the puttering, right, it just it's like becomes, what's happening to the Oscars right now. Right, you're just, right. You're, 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 you're it becomes you're least tarnishing the brand. Right, right. Yeah, which right. is not the spirit of the category. Best director. All right, out to present best director, we have Luca Guadagnino, Bong Joon Ho, Steve McQueen, George Miller. And Kelly Reichardt. Mm. Oh, an international smorgasbord. Yeah. And Kelly Reichardt. And again, just a group you want to hang with. Like I a continental kinda, breakfast. Can we stack them tallest to yeah. smallest? Because yeah. Kelly Reichardt's like a, an even 4'8 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Bong is really tall. Like yeah. I feel like there's yeah. a good, yeah. Anyway. Bong, Bong is weirdly tall. Is Luca Guadagnino tall? Looking is Luca tall? Yeah. The internet could tell us. Six feet tall. Wow. All right. Not as tall as me, but, you know, whatever. My nominees for Best Director of a Motion Picture are Joachim Trier, worst person in the world. Did I say his name wrong? No, you got it. I think. Paul Schrader for The Card Counter and another good year of Facebook posts. <laughs> <laughs> All W's on that. Feed. All dubs. <laughs> Never taken an L. Not once. Jane Campiana for The Power of the Dog. Mm. Wes Anderson for The French Dispatch. And Wrigley Scott for The Last Duel. Ridley, Wrigley Scott. Old Wiggly. Wow, making your ballot. I know. Good for you. It's it's one of the full time few times that I feel uh, I've been fully Ridley pilled, as much as I do like a lot of his movies. But this year I was like, that's some fucking directing. Yeah. Uh, Joe. All right, I made a last minute change. We're all very excited. All right. Wes Anderson in The French Dispatch. Yes! You talked me into it, Griffin. Thank you. So good job. Thank you. Uh, David Lowry for The Green Knight. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Lin-Manuel Miranda for Tick, Tick, Boom. Wow. And Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. David Sims. Jane Campion, Power of the Dog. Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. I'm just going to nominate. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Joachim Trier, Worst Person in the World. Pitchapong, Weirst Ethical. Or Memoria. Uh, that's the one I'm tripping over. And Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Mm. Those are my nominees. The Blankies nominated Jane Campion, Denis Villeneuve, Steven Spielberg, Paul Thomas Anderson, and David Lowry. Mm. Villeneuve was the one I, don't, I bumped off at the last minute. I do, That's what I the do. Oscars did. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure surprised did. you bumped him too, David. I, I, I'm a straight top five, almost yeah. always. It's yeah. very rare for me to bump someone okay. out of my top five. And Dune is my, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. But it is in my top ten. Mm. I do think that's a, it's one of those ones where it's just like just the undertaking of it all. I, Absolutely. I appreciate it. No, it's it. a wonderful piece of directing. He rules. And, uh, you know, nice fun bonus points for, you know, trying to stick it to Warner Brothers as often as he time. tried to do this year. Very much in his corner on that. I mean, I don't want to even talk about Runners Up because we'll talk about it in Best Picture, I suppose. Lin-Manuel Miranda is my sort of outlier from the two of y'all. And I mostly just feel well, like. I think that's a great. Uh, I mean, we talked yeah. about it when, when I mentioned the screenplay. Like, that is a really, really difficult bit of adaptation. And I think he gives every little part of that movie just a ton of care and energy and invests in it. Yeah. Just, like, everything feels infused with, you know, intent and, and energy. Like, it's just and a, a really... And feel spectacularly trying to fossey their way around the conception of yes. cinematic musical yes. numbers and he actually has some really interesting ideas in that movie yeah he's my yeah. runner-up for first 
film. I, Maggie is my oh, winner there. No. But, but I should have but, done but, a first yeah. film, but yes. Yeah. Well, we have to do that at the Critics Circle, so I didn't think about it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. Griff, who's your winner? My winner for best director, once again, in the name of Spreading the Wealth, would be Jane Campion. Jane Campion. Jane Campion. Probably going to win the Oscar. Probably yeah. win uh, Oscar. My winner is Joachim Trier. Who you got? I got Campion. He's pretty good. Yeah. She's pretty good at what she does. Yeah. We love her. Yeah. Should we just roll straight through to Best Picture? Yeah. Why yeah. not? Okay. I think so. Best Picture. I didn't have present. I didn't know who we could have done for Saul's and Saul's that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, famed producers of, of yesteryear. Uh, uh, come on. Give I me some. Anyway, I mean, fine. all the ones you can, that jump into your head are disgraced and, and not right. what I'm talking right. about. Okay, so, uh, yeah, right. Saul's answer is comes okay. out alone. He comes out alone. And yeah, the like, ghost of Saul's Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, uh, Griffin. Yeah, I'm just so I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to say it. Just and I waffled it. on whether or not I could do it, but I'm going to do it because I, if I don't do it, I'm being dishonest. Once right. again, this this position I found myself in several times before. My number 10 movie of the year is F9. Very good. I just I, I, I gotta be honest. That's fair. Where the, do I have the F9 movies on my list? I like the that movies. Movie. We do love the movies. I have it 60 seconds. Okay. Well, actually go fuck yourself. I do, I do really like <laughs> No, no, movie. I know, I know, but I'm just saying actually in all earnestness, go fuck yourself. I understand. Number nine, Undine. Number eight, the card countdown. Number seven, the last duel. Number six, Benedetta. Number five, Teton. <gasps> Number four, Pig. Pig. Number three, The Power of the Dog. Number two, The Worst Person in the World. Number one, The French Dispatch. That's your movie. That's my movie, baby. Very good. Good numbers. Yeah. Numbers. Good numbers. Good numbers, Thank Griffin. Thank you. Very good. Good job with the numbers. Thank you. All right. Mine are number 10, The Green Knight. Mm. Number nine is Flea. Number eight is Pig. Number seven is Tick, Tick, Boom. Six is Petite Maman. Five is Covadis Ida. Four is Red Rocket. Three is Shiva Baby. Two is West Side Story. And number one is The Power of the Dog. Wow. Arf, arf. The Blankies, I should shout them out, of course, had. I'll go 10 to 1. Worst Person at 10. Pig at 9. Last Duel, 8. Matrix at 7. Drive My Car at 6. Green Knight at 5. West Side Story at 4. Dune at 3. Power of the Dog 2. Licorice Pizza was their best picture. Mm. Mine are number 10, The Card Counter. Number 9, Dune. Number 8, The Matrix Resurrections. Number 7, The Green Knight. Number 6, Drive My Car. Number 5, West Side Story. Number 4, Power of the Dog. Number 3, Memoria. Number 2, Licorice Pizza. Number 1, The Worst Person in the World. Mm. With a bullet. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, my list has been up all year. Everyone yeah. knows what my talking is. <laughs> but uh, I do love to update it. Mm, That's yeah. what I love to do. Mm. Constantly update lists. Constant in flux. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Same. I've kept my letterbox list unranked all year, which is fun because once every two weeks, someone will go, is this ranked? Yeah. Furious that the little thing still seems to be my number one movie of 2021. Hey, it would be a hot take. <laughs> it would be. That's why they're just like, let what up, is the let argument put, put in my list? No, Not that's more scary. of a snivels and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. After Yang, again, coming out next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a movie where every actor has yep. putters and murders. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Koganata gets it. Yeah. 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 Uh, those are, yeah. What a, what a lovely year for cinema. It's I think it was a really strong. good year. Yeah. I think it was a very good year. I was very happy to have been able to see everything that I did. I, I wound up, this was my festivaliest year ever, actually, even though 
I only uh, was able to attend New York in person, but I was able to do Sundance and TIFF and New York all together for the first time ever, which Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. pretty rad. Yeah, it's a good, I'm happy with my top 10. It was an incredibly competitive top 10. I kept shuffling a lot of things into those last sort of few spots. If French Dispatch just kind of knocked me away when I saw it, and uh, what, it came out fairly early in the season? In September? Yeah, September, right? But I'd already yeah. heard like three months of people being pretty lukewarm on it. Right, it had gone over okay. Again. My expectations right. were lowered, and yeah. I fucking love Wes Anderson, but I'm not like a straight simp for him, where yeah. there's certainly movies of his that I dislike or, or like to lesser degrees. And this is like, it's, it's a top three movie of his uh, for me. And I think, you know, the more ornate his films become, the more in your face his craft becomes. Absolutely. I think uh, a lot of people uh, understandably get suffocated by that. But the one complaint I always find very frustrating is when people say, like, his movies aren't about anything. Right. Because I think increasingly, whether successfully or not, he is probing more and more into things. And I also think he is using the artifice and the sort of style of his movies to comment on these ideas of, presentation and authorship and culture and society and all those sorts of things. And French Dispatch is like such an amazing ode to the idea of authorship in a way, right? Because it's so much about like these three stories, but these three stories are defined by who is telling them, their perspective, their perception of this event, this subject, this person, this art, whatever it is. Um, and, and then the added level to it, the thing that kind of knocks me out about that movie is that like, it is weirdly the entire movie, a eulogy for a guy who has less than five minutes of screen time, who in so many ways is like a very incidental character. Right. And yet for, by the end of the movie, you do feel for me, at least no, I, the, I know what the you're sense saying, of yeah. emotional grief for this guy who you didn't really know, because the whole point was yeah. he was this invisible hand, right? His life's work was this rich kid who took his fucking father's money and shacked up in this odd town in France and gave a bunch of weird expats the freedom to find subjects that no one else was going to write about. And what he did was just let them do that. And when he died, they buried him in the middle of a field. They gave him an editor's burial, Right. right? And this is his last testament. No crying, you know, no sentimentality. Well, Remember after the 2016 election and there had been the sort of the the immediate reactions, whatever. And one of the things, the sort of rallying points was we got to support the press. A free press is going to be like Meryl Streep's like Cecil B. DeMille acceptance speech like ended with this rallying cry of like we have to support a free press. It's going to be our first line of defense against whatever is coming. And it felt like a lot of people then were maybe like there was, you know, people doing their sort of like ode to journalism and the mm-hmm. press or whatever and i was like this ends up being wes anderson in the wes Andersoniest way possible sort of this is what his ode to a well-funded free press Absolutely. ends up being is this very p- particular you know a world that has never quite existed but in many in our you know in shades of our memories it sort of did. which i think is what the more his films get Mast and artifice, the more he's commenting on the idea of why we would want things right. that were this sort of ornate and immaculate and whatever. Yeah. Aforementioned Cam Collins wrote an incredible letterbox review of French Dispatch that touched on a lot of things I like. But for me, the two things that are like just master strokes in that movie are uh and there's so many stylistic conceits that uh, the first time I found it overwhelming, could not decipher why he was doing much of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the use of color the second time for me when he decides to pop in because the stories are mostly black and white really kind of unlocked what his interests are there, which is can you find moments of 
pure transcendent beauty in the world, whether they are the work that someone makes or an experience or a person, the idea of their life, what it's able to inspire or whatever. Those are the kinds of sparks that if you capture as a writer and you're able to communicate to people can actually change the world in some microscopic way, perhaps. Big orange caftan, yeah. Right. But the other thing is, every one of those stories has the final little coda beat of Bill Murray editing the story. Yes. And the difference between those four and how he approaches those four writers and the idea that he is not a good editor because he has his house style, but that he knows how to nurture these four people and yes. understand what they're trying to do and get the best out of them. Uh, I, I find that movie like unbearably emotional. Do you guys want to make your cases for your number ones? I mean, that dog was really powerful. Really powerful. Just in that moment. Really man. powerful. I loved that movie. I mean, it's that's whatever. Like, it's gonna. Just, it's getting all. Griff and I just lathered yeah, praise just, on it. Yeah, right? I, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, you know, quite a quite a film. Obviously, we've talked about West Side Story. Um, Shiva Baby is unbearably tense and also incredibly funny. Red Rocket. We talked about. I mean, with the, I mean, by this by this time in the you know in the podcast, we've talked about everything. I didn't really talk about Flea too much, but uh, David, you mentioned it a little bit. It's like really really wonderful little here. movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I like all the movies that I said that are in my list. I I <laughs> as always with not just the blankies, but like you know, I am done with twenty twenty one in film. Like yeah, I you've don't, had to right. right. Yeah, I've sort of gone over. So you can read yeah. my praise of worst person, or you can come at me, bro, or whatever. You can text me. <laughs> just text me. Uh, so what's the best one in twenty twenty two so far? Uh, my number one is After Yang for so far. You know, it's very early. Yeah, let me my, check here. My number one is Jackass Forever. <laughs> I mean, Narrowly beating movie. out Blacklight, I, Hotel Transylvania, Transylvania Transformania, mm. Moonfall. I've done my thing where like January and February is pretty much still 2021 catch up for it's me. So like I, the year yes. has just started. Right. The me, movies I've seen uh, yeah. this year have not been uh, movies. Have about. you yeah. Have you charted? Un- yeah. I'm still, I, I am still uncharted. Will you be seeing the Batman before you go on your cruise? No, right? I don't think so. Oh. I mean, how could you really? There are I know a couple ways I sneaks. could do it, but I'm probably right. not going to do it. The other thing is, I unfortunately have not yet witnessed the power of dog. Oh, I also have not have yet I. lined up for dog, arf, arf, uh, but I would like to see it. Yeah. The Channing Tatum spring is, uh, is upon us. <laughs> bark, bark. Uh, bark, bark. Ben, do you have any? He's picking up the microphone. I got the microphone. Uh, it, all right, we're like two hours. It's always minutes. long. I know, and I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. I can wrap been it entertaining. Up. You've had wrap guests. Yes, we have had guests uh, at my home. And you know, Chris about to get on a boat, so we're gonna get, to get a get week off. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet this year, y'all. Yeah. All okay. right. All right. I got some. I got some original categories okay. of my own that I've been doing. Again, if you're a new listener and somehow have made it this far. To this fucking shit, congratulations. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. All right. So normally I start out. I have this whole thing where I'm like, "What if you remake?" And then you know, it's like with babies, with animals. Mm-hmm. I'm switching <laughs> things up this year. Okay. All right. So I'm changing the conceit. Okay. Okay. Instead of like, "What if you redid?" What if you just took something out? Okay. Oh, a neg- a addition neg- by subtraction. subtraction. Right. Wow. Correct. Okay. Correct. So okay. First up. The comedy and don't look up too much of too many laughs. I don't know, Ben, though, because <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel scolded us for nominating these very serious, boring movies like Don't Look Up instead of Spider Man. The austere, refined art house sensibility of Don't Look Up rather than a populist movie like Spider Man. Sorry to be so controversial. You're, You're not brave. Sorry. You're brave. I know I am. Thank you. Another thing I'd love to just have taken out of the, of the film is the excitement 
of of Nightmare Alley. They're just too excited. <laughs> wow, body blow. <laughs> like I felt my heart just beating at such a fast rate the whole time. I was worried for my health. Yeah, you thought you might have to. You know, is there a doctor in this movie theater? Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Too much reality and realism in House of Gucci. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You were, I was like, like is, this is, is this a documentary? Oh my is this verite? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Just wild, <laughs> wild. Just take that old guy out of Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> oh, what, wow. What is up with that guy? He's old. How did he, he just went to a beach? He, he what yeah. the can beach. I tell you? Just yeah. wandered on set or something? Universal had both of those movies. They could have just they cut it in. It would have made the movie work better, probably. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on, of course, we have each year the Weddies movies. I, I like to uh, reward the Golden Mop uh, for being, you know, achieving great moments in moisture, wetness, truly the dampness. puppy bowl to our Super Bowl. Uh, really? So, the, so you know, weddies. films yeah. that have soaked, you know, the best soak through. They've soaked through. There's twenty twenty one. It's gotten to the floorboards. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I also in the years passive picked movies that made me cry and mm. I just True. decided to zero in on just really one film because I think it just achieved wetness in a lot of different ways no nominees just one award to get one award. palm door situation yeah, right, yeah exactly right, right. and it's licorice pizza and it's because they Water flood beds. a fucker's house yeah. they yeah. do flood a fucker's and he house. deserves it and it's entertaining as fuck and they sell waterbeds and they, they do sell waterbeds water yeah. they and got... they're sweaty and you know yeah come on. there's it's a just... gas crisis yeah that's yes. a liquid that is Interesting, because gas crisis <laughs> leads me to my next new thing. What? Oh, oh, you know, I've Keep also this, been. I the want years. twenty minutes of this, Ben. I'm just luxuriating right now. <laughs> we need a little more episode time. Okay, well, uh, you know, in the years past, I've also revealed myself to be somewhat of a dry guy. You become a dry guy. Sure. Sure. Friends. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I thought, why not? If I have a wet category. Why not add a dry category? Sure, sure. I haven't come up with a better name other than the dries. Sure. So I'm open for, you know, any kind of um, sure, sure, input sure. on that one. Sure. And uh, so the golden broom this year goes to West Side Story because the movie is so, so dusty. There's, there's and a such a delightful of way. salt. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Yes. Salt. Oh, the salt. What about? David. I just want to say, yeah. Dune. Dune. He's <laughs> like motherfucker. Dune. No moisture plant. It's about spice, <laughs> and they're surrounded by a different type of granular material. I had Dune on here. Look, see, you can see I crossed it out. Okay, you crossed it. <laughs> okay, too so there obvious? is proof. It's too obvious. Yeah, yeah, and also because I just I think Wes, I would have enjoyed to sweep. The, the set of West Side Story. You know what I'm saying? Dune feels unsweet. Like, you know, I would love you know to have a fun? golden yeah. broom to this, sweep up that set. I can tell you an anecdote that Spielberg revealed on the DGA podcast, which is Janusz Kaminski, the cinematographer, mm. kept adding puddles to the set because he loves, you know, mm-hmm. lights bouncing out of a puddle sure. and all that. Yeah. And people, they like the, the producer would be like, you can't do this. You're going to hurt someone. Like <laughs> one of these dancers is going to slip in the puddles. And they kept like drying his puddles up. <laughs> like, like Yanusha was basically like, come on, I want a swimming pool of water out there. I want, anyway, so wet and dry. That's amazing. Yep. That's incredible. It's a good. Wow. Point. And then uh, the classic category, um, no thank you. Um, no thank you. No, again. So, so nothing's being replaced with fruit or babies or no, anything? No, no, that no, was, no. It I was know, subbed I know, out. Yeah. I know, I know. Just I just kind of missed things There'll be an outcry. 
There will be. There will be an outcry. There will, there there will be an outcry. I'm sure there, there will be. There will be an outcry. Yeah, there will be pushback. Kevin yeah. Del Toro is going to complain. This is not the right year to do this. <laughs> Cinema is still recovering. I get the body blow to me, but why Why do this? Yes. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, the um, no thank yous is pretty self-explanatory. And again, I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, I nominate multiple movies normally, but there's really just one winner. Oh, I don't think this should come as a surprise, but just in case, I don't know, I'll just come right out and just say a big old, um, no, thank, thank you to being the Ricardos. That <laughs> shit looks visible and awful and just not entertaining in the least bit whatsoever. I could not, you couldn't pay me to do it. Sure. I, you would have to chain me down. Just to explain to people who don't know, um, no thank yous are movies Ben refuses to watch. No Correct. thank you. Don't Correct. need it. Any other um, no thank yous, or is that no, the that's winner? It. And then, okay. of course, I just have a couple of honorable mentions. So, first of all, another new kind of just thing uh, that I might start up. We'll see how it goes if I want to keep doing this. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm starting off with the I'm sorry's. And the I'm sorry is I really, I'm sorry to the father. That movie fucked me up. I was so negative on it. I was like, this is an old guy, and it seems like it's about senility, and it seems really uh -huh. depressing. I watched it on a plane. I cried my fucking incredible life movie. away it's, it's an incredible movie. film okay now just i just for perspective i do want to remind people that you did also cry your eyes out on a plane at the opening scene of paw patrol the movie a film you <laughs> did not have headphones on for and we're watching over the shoulder of the person sitting in front of you that is correct <laughs> a scene in which a car swerves out of the way to not hit a dog Aww, on a bridge oh and that sounds good but then the car is hanging down off the bridge and right? the dog saves the car. deals with it and they save the guy because he's a good guy I Obviously, he swerved out of the way didn't want to hit the. All right, I, we can't get into this. Ben's crying. Yeah, I'm, that's the real power of the dog. That's the real. That is the real power of our dog. Bark, bark, I fart. Uh, okay, best pig goes the pig, of course. Yeah, of course, what a good pig. Best no mullet. Offense to pig, your cat. No, I know. Sorry, pig. You always are in my heart. Um, best mullet goes to Matt Damon in the Last Duel. Absolutely, fucking killer haircut. Unbelievable. Killer. What are the hair work in that? Haircuts that goes. Bad all the way around, uh -huh. to go to get like yeah. a horseshoe haircut. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, it's yeah. amazing. All right, and then lastly, I just want to say uh, honorable mention of historical psychedelia to Green Knight because I think that's just mm. like a really interesting thing I've never seen before. Medieval, and so, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm I wanted to grab Coleridge and just like read some fucking Kublai Khan ass shit, you know? <laughs> after seeing that movie, I love it. Okay. Anyway, that's me, Bye. Ben Hosley, on blank check. Seventh annual Blanky Awards. My original categories. We did it, guys. It's the end of the episode. Uh -huh. Take us away. Well, you know, m people are still reeling from the shock that we reposition and restructure the entire ceremony to build up to movie I would replace with dogs or babies. Right, of course. I know uh, animals Everyone or babies was... or fruit, whatever the category was. I'm just saying we restructured the entire ceremony to build up to that as the final award because we thought that was going to be the most emotional point of the night. Of course. And unfortunately, course. now there's no winner. And then Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor instead. And we right. Were, so Joaquin Phoenix is kind of just standing on stage, patting his <laughs> legs, and we're going to whip pan over to Questlove, who now has to, by default, act like the host and go uh, thank you for tuning in to crazy, the crazy insane thing that happened 2022 7th annual Blanky Awards thank you all for listening thank you to Joe Reed thanks for having me once again <laughs> I don't know this had Oscar buzz yeah this yep. had Oscar buzz come listen to uh, my co-host Chris File and I talk about movies 
that were positioned for Oscars in one way or another and didn't make it. Uh, we are on Twitter at had underscore Oscar underscore buzz. By the time you listen to this, uh, our latest episode on Margaret will be a few weeks old, but go one listen to that one. Movies, it's a, a best of the decade. One of my favorite episodes yeah. that we've done. I can't wait to listen. Uh, so love people talking. Margaret, Dave and I have both been on the show. Yes. We'll have to uh, did an episode on Jude Law's Alfie. I know. We'll have Alexander. to have each of you two back A's. at some point. Two 2004 A's. Yes. Yeah. Alexander yeah. and Alfie. Or maybe 2005. When, yeah. when will they combine well, the two of them yeah. together? Yeah. So check that out. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to Marie Barty, voice of the blankies, much like Peter Coyote, the Don yeah. Sutherland of this podcast, yep. and for our social media, and for building with her bare hands, blankcheckpod.com, a great new website. You can go Beautiful. to check out a bunch of things. March Madness is in full swing, but also you got links now to merch and Reddit and Discord and Patreon and all these other things. And speaking of, on the Blank Check Patreon, we're doing the Matrix commentaries. We've yep. gone back to the Matrix, aforementioned. Uh, last two get kooky. Just be warned. I mean, guys, we talked about Matrix Resurrections a lot already. Yes. So that commentary it, is it's, if you very like, tangential. That's almost an oops all lunch order. Like, yeah. it's not... But it has that We're energy. pretty locked in for Reloaded and Revolution. I think Reloaded is exactly what you all want out of this episode. It's David going hard into lore. I'm trying. I'm You're trying. in the pain. But uh, yes, uh, Resurrections is uh, chaos. Uh, and uh, uh, keep going for March Madness, both on our Patreon for franchises and uh, main feed for uh, who will be the winner of the 20th century bracket. Tune next week for the start of our next miniseries, Podcast Me to Hell. We've already Sam announced Ramey. it. We have. Get Sam out of Ramey. here. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, uh, so next week, a nice classic guestless episode of The Evil Dead. That's right, baby. Experience. That's Good movie. Fun. Yeah, here's the thing about that movie that I really like. The filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, Raimi's already fun. We've done a, a handful of them. And it's uh, it's, God, it's just fun to watch those movies. It's easy. That's tough. Especially the early ones. You're just like, butter. What, what energy this guy's got. And as always, Joe, you do have some explaining to do about that <laughs> Nicole Kidman nomination. Uh, wah. I'm Marie Barty, and this has been the 7th Annual Blank Check Awards, with music by the Alex Barron Orchestra. Illustrations and graphics created by Joe Bowen and Pat Reynolds. Produced by A.J. McKeon. Executively produced by Ben. Promotional consideration for the Blankies provided by Chipcoin, the official currency of the moon. The Lumiere Brothers Factory. Walking out of work, walking into film history. Water. Did you remember to drink some today? Dan Lewis's Shack of Subs. He retired from acting. He's making sandwiches now. Bronco Henry. Radio Shack. Fran Magazine. Votes for the 7th Annual Blank Check Awards were tabulated and certified by the accounting firm of Bernst & Young. Special thanks to Jack Reed, Party Blue Jay, and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Blankies for their contributions. So we're up to H A P P Y on the <laughs> birthday sign. No, seriously, uh, do, like, do we want to run through some screenplays quickly before yeah. we get to the lead yeah. actor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, just, I also just want to say, I'm recording for an hour and twenty minutes, so I think we should maybe we're going to speed it up. No, we're we just talking do. about speed. I'm not do. mad. I'm just saying. You sound Which, mad. You sound furious. Be honest. All right. I'm mad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very I'm, mad. I'm just going to say my screenplays very quickly. Yeah, All the right. screenplays are always a, yeah. okay. Obviously, quicker.